Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. So the year five season 2.3 patch came out, which included several buffs and some nerfs, I think. So we'll talk about that and how that's affected things. Um, Mute Protocol, the new uh, arcade game mode. Event. This is an event. Event. What's the difference? The arcade game modes, I think, are just like the ones that are in regular Siege that they like modify, like Golden Gun. It was regular Siege, but they changed mm. Golden Gun. Events are stuff like Showdown and Doctor's Curse. Oh, I didn't really realize there was a difference there, but there okay. Is a difference. Okay, yeah. so it's an event. Okay, so that came and went and, and went, will come yeah. back. <laughs> came for a day and the obvious happened. And <laughs> We'll talk about the story there. Uh, some random topics. Banning Thatcher we want to talk about. Uh, Discord Discourse, which was about... <laughs> Discord Discourse this week was regarding Intero's tweet about um, pro play and secondary gadgets and how those were... Yes. Um, how, how those were utilized by... We'll talk about it when, yes, we, when that's we right there. That's right. Okay. So we'll do that. Listener questions, all that stuff. You guys know the show. So um, let's dive into that. But just one thing first, we are sponsored by Ma Energy. Go to drinkma.com slash r6pod. That's drinkmaw.com slash r6pod to get your free trial of Ma Energy. I'm drinking Blue Buzz as we speak, and it's delicious. And I'm drinking R.I.P. Rambe as we speak, and it is also delicious. Yeah. One of the two new flavors. Go try them out. Free trial. Let's do it. Okay, and with that, let's uh, start with the new patch. So just as a reminder, we've talked about this before because it was on the test server and everything. Um, so just as a reminder, this is a small buff for Gridlock affecting the timing of the deployment of her um, tr- tracks, track mm-hmm. stingers. Uh, Oryx, a little bit of um, adjustment to the damage he takes, is that right? And the refresh time? Not damage. Damage was already... That's all done already. It was more like... So when he goes through a wall, it used to deplete all of his Oryx charges, and now it doesn't do yeah. that. So. And, and then change to like re- refresh time for the dashes and stuff. Yeah. A little bit faster. Fuse got a fourth cluster charge. Um, and then they actually don't mention this on the official patch notes, but uh, there was also a small change to Nomad that was to put it in sync with the way Oryx mm-hmm. uh, interacts with walls, so that that's the same. Um. Oh, no, they do mention it here. It's just under pushback mechanics. So I think that's uh, pretty much it. So about it. We haven't noticed any difference in anything. I saw one point where someone where Gridlock threw down stingers and I thought, oh, he can shoot that. And the guy tried to shoot it in time and it still started deploying on him before he could shoot the first caltrop. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it didn't do anything for the guy. Unfortunately, he's yeah, not surrounded by... I mean, I also will say that I haven't seen any increase in Gridlock and Oryx and Fuse presence that I can discern. Nope. I, I will say playing... I played Fuse a couple of times and I definitely just started putting down the charges and not mm-hmm. worrying about where they were going down, but it didn't result in any change. I didn't feel like... Yeah, so uh, same. I've played him a few times. I actually did get a cluster charge kill last night. I'm trying to remember if it was my fourth one, because if it was, then that's like, hey. But I, th- but I, I don't think, think so. Even if it was like the first or second one, I think it does change the fact that there are four because you're more willing right. just I'm, to put it yeah, down. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just laying them down like, now, right? I don't care where they go. Yeah, like when they're coastline and they're in kitchens, like I'm going to pick these. I'm just going to go on VIP and just kind of throw them around. Mm-hmm. Like, just just get rid of stuff. And yeah. th- that is true. Like I did, I kind of like, so it was on consulate. They were in garage. So I went up to piano. Yeah, and just, um, was it that? Maybe it was no, 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 no. It was uh, it was consulate, but they were on first floor in like the front room in the piano room. Mm-hmm. So I was up on the second floor, and so it's just kind of like okay, just go to like 
the major entry points or like the choke points and just detonate them there. See if you can either hit somebody or at least clear out all the utility there. And so I just kind of like, okay, here's four like major points. Just drop it there. And, and it, it worked. Like I got a ton of stuff destroyed and I got a kill. I think so, um, that you can be actually really powerful with fuse, especially if you're actually like using it with your teams. Like if you're trying to push consulate garage and get a plant behind the white van or something, if you use like fuse and ying at the same time, have ying get pipes and fuse go like behind white van mm-hmm. or maybe fuse like right that mirror window that's sometimes in the kitchen, mm-hmm. get them right there. Like while you're pushing the front garage door and then you can push the door while the fuse is going off. And right. You can actually start planting. Yeah. If you I mean fuse, like honestly, he, I think he's a really, really good operator if he's, um, if the team is working with him, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like you're saying the, the problem with him is just he's, that he's slow and loud. So like when you're, if you're going above, it's so easy for like, a i was gonna say a jaeger but now he's a two speed so somebody like a, a vigil a vigil yeah to just sneak up on you or a cavera right and that that's like worst, worst case, case scenario. scenario yeah so um you like you kind of have to dedicate two people to it because fuse with his head down and he makes enough noise himself that he can't really hear what's going on around him so you kind of have to have two people up there um managing that or at least drones you know helping out or something but if you can do it right, then yeah, like you can clear out a bunch of utility. You can just make sure that somebody's not standing in a certain spot for five seconds or whatever. Yeah. And that can make a huge difference in like a concerted push. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, I think this will make people who are good at Fuse better at Fuse. And it might make people pick Fuse a little bit more often because they, they don't feel like they have to be super precise with those cluster charges. And I enjoyed playing Fuse more when I had a fourth one. So I like it. Like, <laughs> It is fun. Um. But that's it. I didn't play any more Oryx who like I actually do kind of like to play sometimes. I didn't pick them once recently and Gridlock I've never really been into, but I haven't seen people playing her more either. We didn't ask Will. We should have because like we said, we play with uh, Toronto Will from the Discord a lot and he plays Gridlock fairly often, though I didn't see him pick her frequently last time we played. No. So. I, I did. He did, he did pick her like when we do our border um, east side push. He picked her there because from the vents, if you, you can throw cow chops and the stingers and the like AC vents window, the AC window. Yeah. Um, and that's really good. So he picked her there, but I haven't seen just in general. Yeah. I haven't seen people like picking these operators more than they normally would. Right. But I mean, we'll see next, <clears throat> next cycle of um, wind deltas and presence percentages and see pick rates. See yeah. What happens. I mean, I don't think any of these people needed a huge boost on that thing necessarily. Like, I think they're all like a little bit low, but none of them are uh, castle level, clash level, right? Tachanka level. So cool. Okay. Um, mute protocol. Tell, tell me what mute protocol is because you've played it and I didn't I, get a chance. Yeah. So there, there I was playing mute protocol. My first couple of games are fun. I played it and I never play siege like, Tuesday, I don't play Siege usually at all, but that morning I got up because I was excited to play Mute Protocol. Mm-hmm. And so I got up, when I say morning, I mean like 12 p.m. And I got up <laughs> and I was like, okay, sick. Like, <laughs> by definition, not morning. <laughs> right. And I was like, sick, I'm just going to play this for like a little bit and then I'll go like get ready for the day or whatever. And so I start playing it like the first like two or three matches so, are fun. For the uninitiated, what is Mute Protocol? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that's fair. That's fair because most of us haven't actually gotten a chance to play yeah. the game type. So Mute Protocol, you basically, it's on tower and it's all like, creating the super like futuristic tower is already futuristic but is, like is tower um modified at all or is it exactly regular tower i mean modified aesthetic an, is aesthetic yes but but so as as the structure as, of it is right, exactly all the same, okay. exact same. Okay. 
so they've modified it to be even more futuristic tower and so it's like super futuristic some of the operators have these fancy like droid type skins yeah. kind of things going on um so as defenders the the map has five bulletproof cameras around and then when you go to your observation tools and you move through the bulletproof cams you actually teleport through the camera so you pick up your observation tools you like disappear on the map you like kind of do this like effect where you're like you're it's kind of like a star trek like transport effect you okay. just kind of disappear mm-hmm. and then you can go through like the cams and you can teleport yourself to like a new cam and you just like appear in front of the camera mm-hmm. and each defender has a bulletproof camera that they can put somewhere so there can be okay. a total of 10 bulletproof cameras on the map that Wait, you can teleport 10 so there's five already on the map oh are, are they already in the same there, location every in time? the same location every time okay and then your team can put each person can put one more bulletproof And can camera. attackers destroy the bulletproof no, cameras? No, you can't. Oh, they're which I think indestructible? Is kind of dumb. Yeah, so, and at first I was like, well, I'll just destroy the cam. Like, you'll find a cam, get to it, destroy it, and, like, stop their rotations. Right. You can't. Interesting. And so I'll continue explaining, and I'll explain why that's a problem. Um, so that's how defenders get around the map. They okay. teleport. You can also run around, but it makes no sense to be running around when you can just teleport right. around. Like, why right. would you? And do you have to be, you don't have to be like within range of a camera to get into it. Nope. You just pull up your phone. Yep, you just and pull up your phone and you're, wow. you disappear. And then attackers do something similar. They use their drones and they throw a drone. And then when you throw a drone, the, their, the advanced drone deployment is turned off by default in this game mode. So every time you throw a drone, you automatically pull up your phone and you teleport and you're in your drone now. Like you're, you are the drone. Okay. And so if your drone gets killed, you just teleport back to the top of tower and you respawn basically and you have to like try to get there again. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you would be dead. I thought so too, but no, I just Okay. Do you, you and you do you have a drone anymore? At you that have ninety nine drones oh, at the start of the round. So you never run out of drones. <laughs> okay. Um then you drive your drone around and then when you get out of your drone, you press five, you just stand up where the drone was and you So are. you can't die when you're in the matrix. You can only die correct. if they shoot correct. you in the face. Yes. Hundred percent correct. So the problem was, obviously, as you could probably imagine, when you're going invisible in the game and your character's moving around like by being invisible and then you're like not being invisible anymore, there's going to be some sort of problem with invisibility. And so <laughs> what happened is people figured out that if you throw the drone off of tower and then you like throw it back into the map and then your drone gets destroyed, you get spawned at the top and you're invisible and you're invincible completely. You're, it's God mode. Mm-hmm. And it's the stupidest thing. And everybody figured it out. And then people started watching YouTube tutorials about how to do it. And these YouTubers are like, this is for Ubisoft to fix this. So don't do this in the game because you will get banned. It's like, well, then you should have made the video unlisted. Yeah. And you should have just sent it to Ubisoft. That's not what it's about. It's about you capitalizing yeah. on 50,000 views as easily and quickly as you can. Yeah. And getting half the videos disliked. And like, then, and then, like, uh, trying to avoid the, like the baggage that comes with doing that right like if you're gonna do that just do it and that's fine but to go and do it and then to like try to like abstain not abstain absolve yourself of the guilt of sharing it by saying like oh this is so ubisoft will do it don't like nobody do this just to get fixed like come on you create a tutorial on how to do it that's not why you made this video i replied to one of them and i was like if you really wanted ubisoft to fix it why would you create a tutorial and he replied he's like ubisoft has specifically asked for you to make a tutorial for them of how to replicate the bugs so they can fix it yeah and send it to them send it to them not send it to the community like hey guys this is how you do this and watch me do it in the game and go kill people in the game while i'm doing like you should be banned yeah. <laughs> you're doing it in the game if you want to just make a tutorial you should have killed yourself after it happened or not secured the objective yeah you shouldn't have gone back into the map which whatever like okay for example being a good player i was playing villa 
And I found out if you're in an echo drone, there's certain spots where you can put the echo drone where it can't get shot at all in some arches. Mm -hmm. And I figured it out and I was like, I can't shoot these drones. Like they're not in my whole team's like, can you not shoot those? Like, no, you can't. Like they're indestructible. It's like I'll send it to the R6 fix and I moved the drone. I didn't leave it in the spot. I, I dropped it. it and I moved it because <laughs> I, I was like, that's it. not fair. No, that's not fair. That's not right. Like my moral compass is like, that's not fair. That's cheating. It, I mean, I, I consider that less cheating than the stupid exploit, but we'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, so this game mode was really fun. As attackers, you had to secure two of three like secure area sites and you'd move around the drones and then everyone figured out this stupid invisibility glitch and literally, kid you not, every single game, there was at least two people on each team doing it. Mm-hmm. So every single game you had to deal, and there was nothing you could do about it. Like you would see someone holding a frag, but they're invisible. So you try to shoot at them, but you can't kill them because they're invincible too. So they just walk up to you with the frag in their hand and blow it up in your face and they'd still be alive. And I was like, you're so stupid. Yeah. Like this is so dumb. And so what you started doing, it, people that got smart it, in the defense in the defending part, you just go inside the bulletproof cams. You just want to respawn. You just leave yourself in the cams, not give them the kills. Because they don't want it to secure the objective. They want to go and get their kills so they can get their stupid packs. It's like, no, I'm not giving you a kill. I'll sit in the camp the whole time. And you get to run around the map looking for me. I'm not going to get out of my camp. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're stupid. I don't yeah. want to play your stupid game. Yeah. So, anyway. If you can't beat them. Uh, no, 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 I'm not, not joining them. What's, what's the, uh, if you can't win, don't play the game or something? Yeah. Basically. Something like that. That's, that's basically what was happening. I actually, we, my team won against... There was nobody on our team glitching, and the other team was glitching, and luckily we got attack on the overtime. We won both of our attacks without cheating, and then on the overtime, luckily we got attack because they were going to cheat, obviously, so we mm. got attack. We didn't cheat, and we won 3-2. Nice. Like, you guys suck. You were cheating, and we still beat you when you were cheating. Nice. You suck. Oh, I felt good. Anyway, it sucks because it's dumb, and I think there's people that believe that those players should not be banned because it's part of the game, and I, I see that argument of, like, this is something that's in the game that just that players are taking advantage of but at the same time i'm like they're purposefully doing steps that's clearly not supposed to be part of the game and they know it's not because they've watched a video on how to do it or someone's taught them like this is how you become invisible and invincible and nobody can kill you and they're throwing their drones off the map and then standing on a certain part and then throwing their drones back on the map to be invisible like no you're cheating like yeah there's no there's you're exploiting something and that's a big exploit it's not like a if I, I don't know, hold this cluster charge down, it like makes the first three things silent. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is you're invisible, and I don't know. I think they should all be banned, at it's, least for. <sighs> I mean, it's certainly not fair and ruin. Like what I hate about this, these kinds of players, it's the same as team killers and all this stuff. They're ruining the game for everybody else, and it's like if if that's what you want to do with your friends, like in custom games, or like even if you're like on a five stack with your friends and you're like team killing each other. Like it kind of ruins the game for the other team, but not to the point that like it's really detrimental to the experience, you know? So it's just like, if I don't know, just, like just don't be douche. <laughs> like, Well, seriously, cause it's like some people are trying to play to like get their, the challenge of like, you have to get 20 kills in this playlist and we're just having a miserable time. Cause we just want to play. Right. Like, and this is actually kind of a fun game mode. Like, there's so many people that are saying, oh, the game was so dumb. It's like, well, you didn't actually get to play it because everyone was invisible. But it was actually kind of fun before. Mm-hmm. And the the tactic was as a defender, there's no reason to be out of your bulletproof cam. There's no reason. Why would you sit right. there and hold an angle where you can be shot in the back or something when it's like just wait in the bulletproof cam until someone walks by it and then spawn in and kill them and then go back in the bulletproof cam. And so the bulletproof cams should be able to be destroyed so you can like stop rotations or something. But 
anyway it, it i thought it was a really fun game mode until that happened and it's just i honestly think if ubisoft would just put out a notification when bugs like this happen if they put out a notification in the game when you load up like they do for patch notes put up one that says there is an exploit that makes you go invisible and invincible in the new arcade game mode or in the new event if you are caught doing this you will be banned for a week that would stop so many players from doing that and then if they put like under it if you see any players doing this submit to support.ubi.com yeah. with the player's name and video evidence so many people would stop they'd be mm-hmm. like i'm not doing that they yeah. just said they'd ban us yeah. and then they should ban them like i sent, i sent clips of five different people doing that to ubisoft and i asked them the obviously they're not gonna tell you but i asked them like the support ticket i was like is this a bannable offense by ubisoft and then they replied and they said due to our policy we can't say this the um what had the result of our right. investigation and i replied right. i was like i'm not asking you to tell me if these players are going to be banned or to tell me what happens of the investigation i'm asking if i do this thing will i be banned in the game and they just replied again we cannot say that <sighs> i'm not asking that yeah and that's a stupid policy first of all it's the dumbest policy in this whole entire ubisoft support right and secondly that's not what i'm asking you i'm asking are you going to ban people doing this thing should i keep sending in clips or should i just not worry about it because I don't want to take the time to upload clips unlisted to YouTube and then copy them and put them in Ubisoft <laughs> well, support. Then I, if they're not going to be banned, you stop. It's like, <laughs> this is stupid. Anyway. Yeah. It's uh, very it's frustrating. frustrating. Yep. So anyway, that's it. They've taken it down. It'll be back. We don't have a date yet, but I would think very soon. Um, it sounded like they already knew what the fix was or something. They said something to the effect of like, we're already working on the fix or something. Yeah. So I I would expect to see it this week, actually. Like Monday, Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Um, so look for us playing Mute Protocol. If you want to watch us, you know where to find us. Twitch.tv slash Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. Twitch.tv slash just hello with three O's. Okay. You wanted to talk about quick matching against diamonds. Yeah. So Ubisoft actually released a um, blog post about MMR and how MMR works and uncertainty levels and stuff. And they released a similar thing like a year or two ago about how this works. And I think this just clarified it a little bit more. It just was basically a repeat blog post that someone made. But it specified that... So, obviously, your ranked MMR is separate from your casual MMR. And your casual and your unranked MMR are the same as Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. And so, what happens is if you... So, they talk about how your uncertainty level, which is determined by how many matches you've played. It's... If you never play casual and you never play unranked, you have a really high uncertainty. And so, your MMR can go up and down by a ton... Right. Because you have no uncertainty right. level. We're talking like 150 points or so like, yeah, so like even more than that, maybe. A ton. Yeah. So because yeah, that's like I sometimes would gain 117 MMR at the beginning of the season. That's after 10 placement matches that you're right. seeing. And, and so I don't think they totally reset the uncertainty at the beginning. Like it's it's a soft reset, I think, for uncertainty, but it's, I don't think it's like a full uh like your uncertainty's at zero. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Is it, it? I don't I mean if it, your uncertainty was zero, then you'd get like no change. Well, oh yeah, but like I see, but like other way, like uncertainty doesn't go to like the it probably gets, the it's probably zero is. to hundred, I would think. But. Yeah, probably. Anyway, um, and so what happens is there's players who only play ranked all the time and very rarely hop into quick matches, and when they do, it's like they play two or three quick matches, and that's it, like right. for the whole season. Right. And so what happens? You have these players playing quick matches, and the quick match MMR knows nothing about the player, so they're playing at like the default MMR level. Yeah, and you're playing against diamonds in quick match. It's like I don't want to play against diamonds in quick match. Like right. they're spawn peaking everything. They're a better shot than I am because they're diamond. They've been playing. They have a thousand hours more than I do in the freaking right. game. So right. obviously, like I'm not arguing. You're not better than me. And they always say you're trash. Like 
yeah, compared to you, I am. Yeah, like, sure. You've got a thousand hours on me. I, <clears throat> you better be a lot better than me. Like, and also like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, I was playing consulate and they're like, they're spawn peaking piano, obviously. And then the C, the office CEO office or whatever, console office upstairs. And so I'm like, well, I'll just spawn like the, on the visa side. And like, I'll run around like the back and go in like the visa window or something. There's someone looking at the visa window. It's like, are you serious? Like, Nobody ever peeks a visa window. You guys are peeking yellow stairs window. You're peeking console office windows. You're peeking connector window and piano windows. I expect all those, but I'm like, nobody peeks a visa window. Mm-hmm. These dummies peeking visa windows. Like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Who peeks visa window? And I was like, are you guys serious? And like, yeah, spawn peeking. You guys are annoying. Like you're all diamond. I don't want to play. Like I don't yeah. want to play this. Yeah. So okay. So how do they fix it? Like, I, I do think- they somehow? like use your your ranked mmr as like a base point a jumping so. off point for you i really do think so for your like i don't think they should like, be necessarily the same because in quick match you're right, not right, caring right. as much but there should be some like okay this person's over four thousand mmr in rank so they can't go if they, yeah if they use that for like if they set like like checkpoints or whatever like in the mmr so it's like 1000 2000 3000 4000 these are checkpoints and like mm-hmm. if you're over four thousand mmr in ranked then you start at 3000 mmr in yeah. in quick match right yeah. or something like that or like um and i don't know exactly what it should be i'm not saying that's like the number to use but uh but if they did something like that it's like well you're if like your bare minimum and maximum of like casual mmr of where you start should be determined based on what your ranked mmr is cuz that's a, a probably a b- much better reflection of your true skill yeah um yeah, because I mean, it's just not fair to quick match players, especially because quick match players, I would say by and large, tend to be less serious about the game players. Right. Uh, so it's it's just not fun. Right. And these diamonds can get away with these stupid spawn peaks that they cannot get away with in diamond level ranked. Like, right. Right. You just can't. Right. You don't get away with that crap. And so it's just it's just very frustrating. It's I like, guess that said though, you can just leave. Like. Yeah, and that's what I did. It's like after one round, it's like no. Yeah. Not. Like I'm not so, gonna yeah. do this. Yeah. Um. But it's like you want to stay just so you can get like some of the kills on them. Like I just killed three of you and you're a diamond, right? <laughs> like I, I'm a plat. You're a diamond. I'm plat three. I'm low plat. You're diamond. Yeah, it's kind of like you have nothing I to lose. Three of you, and like, well, we're just messing around. I don't care. Yeah, still you're freaking you. diamond. <laughs> uh, yeah, you like you have nothing to lose. But then at the same time, it's like, like if it was Call of Duty, it'd be a different thing. Where it's like, okay, maybe I'm I'm gonna go like ten and twenty instead of my regular twenty and ten, right? But like, I'll kill them a few times and just like, and then like, I'll kind of like play in a style that makes it not fun for them, right? Or whatever. But like, when it's siege, it's like it's just not worth it to like get spawn peaked and, and sit for sit three there. and a half minutes, right? That's that's the problem. I think it's a siege problem of like spawn peaking of like right. spawn killing, Call of Duty, whatever. You keep getting respawn and keep trying, whereas siege is like, okay, well, try again in three minutes. Oh, it's casual, actually. So try again in four and a half minutes because yeah. your last teammate's going to sit and spawn the whole time to try to, like, get one spawn. Yeah. Come on, dude. Guys, okay, if you play quick match, please don't, like, take until the last 30 seconds to enter the building. It's They're just so following what they do in Pro annoying. League. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's, it's just a statement of, like, that is... The 20-second meta is just the state of a game that forces you to finally it's push. It's true. Because it happens yeah. in casual, happens in Pro League, happens in ranked. Right. And yeah, if if whether the time limit was a minute and a half or five minutes, like the the last thirty seconds would always be action packed, right? Yep. Like it's just, that's how it's going to be. Um, yep. Okay. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's what I think about that's that MMRs and I, quick would it be and better if casual just had no MMR? No, and just random. Because then match. it's just random. No, then you're getting against diamonds even more. 
would you or would it be less because you're more likely to play against well, bronze and silver there's than... a handful of people that only play quick match and are really good you know like that that you're not matching against right now in quick match because they have an mmr that's high right. but they could maybe be diamond ranked and ranked it's just they don't play ranked you know what i'm saying yeah i, I see what you're saying but but then would but that's like a lower that's like a higher it's there's a smaller a lower percentage amount of, of people. Right. Whereas there's a way higher percentage of people in that lower, like silver, bronze, low gold MMR. So you, I think you would be more likely to match against the lower silver bronze players. But then, it, then, it's, there, then it's the same problem for them. Yeah, well, we'll get better at the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but and I, think, I think the skill gap from the, I think the skill gap from plat to diamond is different than the low plat to high bronze. Like, especially yeah, with mechanical I skill. I don't think so. No, like I mean, yes, like the skill ceiling, like like if you were looking at a, a graph of a curve of the skill, like I think the gap between platinum and diamond is super high, com- like mm-hmm. comparatively. But also, like the from bronze to platinum, like actually make, playing that match as a bronze player, that's like an insurmountable difference in skill, even though like it's not as vast as the skill between yeah, platinum and that's diamond. True. That's true. Um, question. I mean, even if you just think about like, so we've just barely started, like, like. I almost want to say consistently being plat level. Like we're we're just right there, like top gold, low plat. We're, I still like my myself back. You did. Plat. I hit plat for the first time this season, uh, dropped back into gold, got plat again last night. So like we're right there, right? We're that's yeah. our skill level. And I would say like the matches we're playing now are far more like competitive and uh like difficult than the matches we were playing one or two seasons ago at gold three, gold two. Yeah. Right. And so like it's yeah. Um uh, yeah, I'd agree. Do you ever Dustline has the charms for ranked or whatever what rank you were? But Dustline, I was like bronze because we played ranked. We played our prison matches and we didn't like ranked because of the cheater problem. That was way worse, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. back then, and so we didn't play ranked anymore. But do you ever just put that charm on just to tell people like I've been here since Dustline? Uh, no, because the or charm menu is too difficult to navigate. That's true. I have like a hundred and something charms, and there's no sort or filter or anything, and so it's just like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's literally what i think when i go in there. i just start scrolling through and uh, i'm like oh that one looks kind of cool and i just click it and so like the charms that are on my guns are just completely random i almost never go in there i just have all the emberized plat charms on all my guns because they're it's like the one with a flower it's kind of mm. cool it looks cool okay and then every every time i get the final kill i make sure i reload because it kind of shows your gun there's like a handful that i like, specifically picked like they recently did didn't they recently do like a, a French Liberty one or something that was pretty cool? And I put it on a few guns. I remember. Um, I I bought with Renown the uh, five five six bullet uh, oh. charm yeah. and put it on my my Alda because just one more bullet for the Alda, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I just love like just get eaten by five five six with the Alda. It's just it's fantastic. I want to buy an Alda. I want an Alda. Sure. If I was gonna buy a gun, it would be an Alda. Sounds expensive. Yeah, probably. But come on, if I'm going to spend money on a gun, buy an Um, Alda. I I did something unprecedented this week, and I bought the Twitch Elite skin. I know you did. Which neither of us have ever purchased an Elite skin. No, I haven't. Ever. No. But I finally was like, I want... It wasn't that I wanted an Elite skin. I was just... Just recently, I've been like buying stuff with my Renown, just like skins for all the operators, that like especially the ones I've played more frequently. Mm Mm-hmm. And actually, Twitch, I like, she has one headgear where, like, all she's wearing is, like, a face mask, kind of, and, like, she has her hair in a ponytail. It's like, I like that headgear, oh, and I, I was like, okay, the elite skin, I was like, I like her elite skin uniform, 
but there's no way to like just have the elite skin uniform and just have a different headgear which yes. i hate like i just want oh, i want to use elite skin uniform and everything else and her elite skin is kind of a pay to win thing because her drone is like invisible yeah and it's kind of nice i'll be honest but that's not why i bought it but anyway right. i just thought it looked cool i was like this is i'm just gonna buy the twitch elite yeah i did yeah i've said that before like there's there's a handful of elites that i like but there's like just one piece that i don't really like or it's yeah. like i like that victory animation is really cool let's take take that but like i don't want to trade my uh thatcher tron helmet for right uh, for just a bare face thatcher like right. it's it's not as cool yeah so <clears throat> stuff anyway. like that so but yeah i did i bought an elite skin so um yeah i should do that i should i should be spending my renown more i think i'm over a hundred thousand right now and like because normally buy the, what i buy been the doing, diamond skin uh yeah i should you should uh because what i've been doing is just like saving up because there was a time where i actually got behind on renown because we weren't playing very often and so like i got behind where i couldn't afford the operators of the season so i got into a thing it's like let's just save it up and make sure i have like a hundred thousand in the bank so i've got a year's worth of of next operators right yeah but for number one, now they're doing fewer operators. True. Uh, and two, like we've bought the season pass the past two seasons or year pass. So that yeah. means, did we buy both? Last season and we did not. I, I had it. No, oh, I had it for Parabellum, I, I think. But I I bought it like the, I bought it towards the end of that season, I think. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think I had it for year three and then now year five. So, and what it was nice to have for year three, because I was getting renowned really fast and also I didn't have to spend it on the operator. So for year five or year four, it was just like, Every time operators come out, it's just like, oh, no problem. Got it. But now, like, I have the season pass again. I'm over 100,000 right now, and I'm getting it faster. It's like, okay, at some point, I got to like, spend this on yeah. something. Like, let's get cold skins for my operators. Uh, anyway, that's random. Um, okay. North American majors are coming up. They are. August 14th to 16th. Yes. So that means, normally... What do we expect? We expect some sort of reveal. It's about the right time. It's August, so we're getting third season needs to come out soon. If like the last season is going to come out in December ish, mm -hmm. so this one needs to come out pretty soon. And then we also still have the technical test server. That's three weeks, three to four weeks, depending on if they do the COVID schedule or they do the regular schedule. Yep. Um, which they'll probably do COVID schedule. So four weeks of TTS before the actual release, which means it's going to release sometime September, which is right online for for season three. So totally. That's so um, soon. Yeah. So I would so, expect. Uh, Probably the last day of the majors right before the grand final, which is going to be Space Station against somebody, let's right. be honest. Yeah. So I was going to say, I, I would expect probably to see a teaser Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, like, they, usually they do like a, a really, yeah. really brief teaser with just like, don't they normally do just like the, the name of the of the season with like a little animation? It shows like yeah. nothing except the name. And then they do like a, a, then they do like the brief intro video, which like, gives you kind of like what the operators look like but not yeah, really like kind of looks like you can kind of see their ability but not yeah, exactly I, I what it does i remember trying to pick apart the um mozzie gridlock one that was a big before one before that the uh the kaid alibi one wind bastion well that's that interesting no, that because kaid and alibi didn't come out at the same time but kaid and nomad came out together oh that's what i meant i'm sorry <laughs> uh yeah but i remember like that that uh I guess it was just like concept art of, of them standing on the top of Fortress. Oh, you remember yeah. that? And yeah. we're just like, we're looking at like, oh, he's got a sword. Like, what, yeah. what could that mean? Like, it means nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Like, his gadget, you would never art guess what I, his gadget is based nope. on, like, his character. I remember, I do remember seeing that. And we were pointing out that Fortress had stairs on the outside of the building where you could get on oh, the roof yeah. through the stairs, yeah. which is really cool, mm -hmm. which is kind of nice, honestly. It, yeah, it actually is nice how easy it is to move around outside of that building uh but then it's just so big that it like you just walk in 
yeah. anywhere you want and you're already inside so there's no reason to use that <laughs> um but yeah, so that's that's coming up soon. Yeah, that's exciting. Hopefully, so, hopefully we don't know that hope, for sure, but, but I think we can expect. I think pretty likely. Which I'm excited. Do has this already been leaked yet? Do you know? I mean, I'm sure it has. It's been the leaked. whole season. Yeah. Do, uh, Both operators. Wait, for... Tachanka's coming this season, isn't he? Tachanka rework is coming this season. I it, I don't know. With a new operator, that's not like for sure. Definitely a new operator, but it's not for sure that Tachanka's coming this season or next season. I don't think. I thought it was. I don't think so. Hang on, the map reworks are scheduled map. for. I don't think the Chonkery work has been scheduled for a specific season. Pardon my uh, typing noises there. Um, Siege Year 5 roadmap. But I will say they've already... I mean, if there's leaks for everything. Like, you can already see all of Chalet leaked. You can already see Skyscraper leaked. Some of the, like, textures aren't completed. But both maps are out with someone walking through the whole entire map. Both operators that are new are completely out. And you can see them. Like, yeah. their leak problem is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's on the official roadmap. Like I'm sure, like you just said, everything's already been linked anyway. So if you follow the leaks, you already know. If you don't, here we go. Uh, one new operator. Um, it doesn't mention anything about a rework, but I think we can expect that these one new operator seasons are new operator plus a rework. rework. So probably uh, Tachanka then because they haven't announced any other sort of operator rework. So Tachanka's mm-hmm. probably ahead of whoever. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's not Chalet. It's skyscraper. Skyscraper first, dang it. Which I'm kind of excited about because I actually don't hate Chalet. That's true. And I'm excited to yeah, probably get a new map in ranked and maybe it bumps Outback, <laughs> which would be kind of nice. Great. Um, and like also, I don't hate skyscraper apart from like a few things. Right? There's like a mm-hmm. like the balconies. Like I can point to a few pieces of it. It's like if you fix this, skyscraper's fine. Yeah. Um. So that they say core gameplay and reworks, which. Some of the things they had talked about were things like choosing your attacking operator after the prep phase and stuff like this. Like, and this was just like high concept that they talked about. This yes. wasn't like uh, this is going to happen. There's like examples of like these are kind of things were, that. Do you remember some of the other things that they talked about in the reveal that Not we were really. like so excited about? Uh, probably um, map striking. Map, map, yeah, striking. Uh, they say one event plus an arcade playlist uh, and battle pass. So that's what the official roadmap is. I actually wouldn't be surprised either if some of this gets bumped or changed due to the one thing that's ruining everything. Yeah. Um, that is COVID. Oh, so. I was going to say something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of anything what? fast enough, but I was going to say something like... I Global warming? Yeah. Or like <laughs> something like... I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I was going to try to think something He's killing the hostage? Yeah. Something like that. But no, not that. Though. Some real world thing that was very minuscule, but like that very explosion or something. Yeah. Um. So there's that. And then, uh, okay, what is this you wanted to say about picking up the diffuser? Are you serious? You don't know what that is? No, I don't know what we're talking about. What to say it? <laughs> I'm just surprised because I talked about writing to this for probably like five, ten minutes. You talked about how stupid it is, but... He's still drawing a blank, which is makes no sense. So what if I propose this on Twitter? What if defenders could pick up the are you still oh, okay, yeah. Now all you had to so say was defenders. Pick up diffusers not get within context. Anyway, what if defenders could pick up the diffuser and move it around? So there's caveat to this. When they pick <clears> it up, it it'd be almost like carrying a heart heavy briefcase or something where like you couldn't sprint with it, you'd just walk normal speed or jog or whatever you'd say they do. But they hold it with two hands. So they can't shoot or anything. The icon follows them around when they pick it up. And so it's like it. you're hit with a goo mine. 
Sure. Essentially. But like, yeah. But yeah. you're carrying this thing in your arms. You don't have a weapon? Don't have a weapon. No. You can't shoot. You just Okay, so carry first it. of all, question. How come the attackers can carry this without how <laughs> come how come barbed wire? I can... know, but there's I guess Same okay, thing. fine. Yeah. Um anyway, how can freaking Yana walk around with a hologram like Because she's been to the moon okay. as a hologram. Good point. Good point. <laughs> anyway. The same Moon idea. Tech. It doesn't make sense. It's just game balancing. But like, what if they could pick up the diffuser and like move it around? Because this, what it would do, and I, like, defenders don't need any other buff than what they already have. But like, it would make the attackers be way more careful about where the diffuser goes. Because if you dropped it, like, let's say some dummy ran into a freaking base- basement of bank and dropped it alone in servers as ash, and someone picked it up, and moved it to the vault. It's like, well, now you guys are in really now you're trouble. attacking vault. Yeah. yeah. You're in really big trouble. But it would be cool to be like... Which, that is an objective in hostage, so... No, it is. That that is one thing that, like, there's a few hostage and biohazard objectives. It's like, I kind of wish I could, like, more often play this objective. Like, I want to attack vault. That seems fun. Like, admin office is an objective for secure area. Yeah. Um, And consulate. But, yeah, like, what if they could pick it up and move it around and the attacks would have to be way more careful? Or more, it'd be way more fun as a defender to be like, oh, I have the kit. I have the cat. I'm coming you know downstairs. The spot. Yeah. You freaking seal it in the uh, the pass-through and bottom of plane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be a huge problem. You could reinforce it in something, which I yeah, guess attackers can hard get to. Reach, but still, like, it would be interesting. I mean, in theory, you could do that anyway if they drop it there, right? If they drop yeah. it there, you could just reinforce it in and they could not have a hard breach and... Oh, that's good like point. literally have lost just right yeah. there. You seal yourself in with the diffuser when they're all the hard breaches are dead. But there's not many places in the game that you can like seal yourself into that extent. That's true. Um anyway, that it's just interesting. I think like I don't think it would work for obvious like reasons in actual game, but it would be cool like as a fun game mode of like this, sounds, this, this sounds like an like, arcade game mode. Yeah, you can pick up the diffuser. Some sort of keep away thing. Even if it's just like the, the defenders start with an uh, a with an object item. they're trying to that protect. They can move wherever they want in the free yeah. map. That'd be yeah. really fun. That'd yeah. be fun. Anyway, just interesting. Um, yeah, I mean... Interesting concept. Do not do this to Siege, but like it'd be a fun thing to play around with for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and then we'll get into Discord Discourse. Okay, Thatcher. This is a yeah, thing. Before Discord Discourse. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we're not doing that yet. We're talking about Thatcher first. I love this Thatcher. is a thing that has started happening where people start banning Thatcher. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode of why people are banning Thatcher. Is it just because of Pro League? Yes. Answer is pretty much yes, it is. <laughs> uh, big, because we saw the uptick when Pro League did it. Like, that's just what happened. Yep. Um, so this was actually talked about on the Logic Bomb podcast with Lycan, who's the coach of SSG, who, by the way, is doing very, very, very well. And Pro League at the moment. Um, very good team. And he talks about why people are banning Thatcher. And he talked about how it makes absolutely zero in, sense in, in ranked. Was he ta- okay, he's talking about in ranked why people are banning Thatcher. Correct. He, yeah. So so get flanked by it up. He's like, I know we want to talk about like the Thatcher brands. Like, what's going on? Why are people banning Thatcher in ranked? What is what is this about? And Lycan, so Lycan's explanation is saying when in Pro League, when you're playing against a team that you know you can win, that's when you ban Thatcher because you control the pace. When you have Thatcher, you control the pace more than the other team controls the pace because okay. you can mm-hmm. get through deployable shields, you can get through pixel spots faster, and you can actually control the pace of the game. When there's no Thatcher, the defending team controls the pace way more than the attacking team team can because they have no Thatcher to control the pace of the game. Right. So he's talking about that, and he says, so in Pro League, you say, okay, well, we're going to win against this team, so we may as well ban him. He says, in ranked, 
you don't know if you're going to beat the team or not. You have little things that tell you like, oh, you had this percent chance of winning, but that's just going off of MMR. It's not saying like, well, I don't know how you have no well idea what they're good at. Yeah, right. I don't know their strats on this specific map. I don't know the strats of this team. I don't know how well they're going to work together. The don't know their strengths and weaknesses. Pick. Exactly. You know nothing. Yeah. You know absolutely nothing. And you're saying, well, let's ban Thatcher. But you don't know if you're supposed to win that game or not. Right. And so he says the the banning Thatcher and Rank just doesn't make any sense from the pro league standpoint because we do it because we know the other team. We've watched tons of odds on the other team. Right. And, and we, we, know, and we, we can, can handle maybe, a Thatcher ban better than you guys can handle a Thatcher ban. Right. And we can see like, oh, this team's pretty dependent on Thatcher. Yeah. Whereas we know how to get around without him. Right. So right. that makes total sense. Right. And so in ranked, really what you're banning is we don't play well against this specific operator ever. Mm-hmm. So we're going to ban these operators yeah. or, and we can do well without this operator. So right. unless you know, and that's why, for like, sure, if I can interrupt you for a second, like, yeah. like the, there's, there's all these like typical bans, right? The Miras, the Echo, uh, Echoes, the, um, jackals or whatever and then like there's bands where it's like uh Kavera, right where people are like oh, don't ban Kavera because like if you just work as a team then then it's not like she's not that bad but like if for your team you know that Kavera is a problem then it makes sense to ban Kavera, right it's right. just like well she's always getting us and she's always causing problems for us so let's just ban Kavera and not have to worry about it yeah, and well, especially if it's like they banned Mira already, and it's like, well, we're gonna play Echo, and we don't have a pl- problem with Clash, so let's ban Kavera yeah. because we do have a problem with Kavera. Right. I think that's how bans should be used in ranked. Like, especially if you're playing as a five stack, it's like ban what you struggle with. Yeah. And don't ban the things that you're good with. Like, if you rock that Mira on on Bank Basement, and if you're gonna win two two uh, defenses in a row in Bank Basement because of that Mira, or three, Ryan, if you can if you can win three defenses in a row on Bank Basement because of Mira, you're amazing. Because that's not possible. Why? Because you can't play three defenses in the row on the same site if you win it. Oh, that's true. But I get your point. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm so bad at like, yeah, like, saying let's right say, things. Let's say there's a map where you're really, really good at Valkyrie or whatever, and you know really good Valkyrie spots that works for every single site. Right. Then don't ban Valkyrie because you know you're really good. You don't know how good they are with it, but you know you will win with Valkyrie. Right. Like, I will never ban Valkyrie on Consulate now because of a certain C4 throw and certain Valkyrie cams that I figured out in custom games. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ban her on Consulate anymore because it's like, I know I can secure kills for us at the very beginning of every single round as Valkyrie. I'm not going to ban her. Right. Like, and I don't know that they can do that. They might be able to, too, but I know I can. And so, like, and he talked about you're, by banning Thatcher, you're assuming you can handle the Thatcher ban better than the other team can. Right. And that's an assumption that just can't be made in ranked. Right. Like, and if you, if you know that's the if case. If you do definitely know, like, I know I can handle not having Thatcher 100%. Right. I can pick Callie and I'm very comfortable handling whatever with Callie. Or if you just don't have anybody fine. on your team that really likes to play Thatcher and, like, most of the time you're not using him anyway, it's like, right. sure, go for it. They're probably going to screw up the other team quite a bit. And if it doesn't affect you, then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially but in general, think, like, it doesn't make sense. No. Right. Um, and the other thing is, a lot of times people ban Thatcher, they don't take advantage of that ban. Like, it, they'll ban Thatcher and then they won't even pick Jaeger because I'll purposefully pick Twitch assuming we have frags in our team. I'll pick Twitch to take out the ADSs and get frag kills or kill utility. And I'll go and be like, there's no ADSs. They don't even have Jaeger and they banned Thatcher. Like, there's no ADSs to kill. We can. I should have just picked frags mm-hmm. and would have had four frags without any ADSs or any magnets right. to worry about. <clears throat> like, right. now I'm going for maestro cams with Twitch. Like, what? whatever. But Which, I mean, that that is a Thatcher worry as well, right? But like, Right, but it's like... I was if you're ex- not putting goos on the doors, and yeah. you're not, like using it, yeah, it's like well, it's like 
you need to if there's going to be a thatcher band you should be bringing shields with ads's and magnets and slowing them down a lot yeah just having no answer to what you're doing you can't do anything with that like the the blue stairs that go into bank basement if you put a shield there with ads's and they're like well my magnets there it's very hard to push without a thatcher like you can do the thing with the Twitch drone where you try to refrag the Twitch drone because the guy's going to try to kill the Twitch drone because if the Twitch drone kills the ADSs, he's in trouble by a frag. Right. So like you can try to do that and refrag the Twitch drone, which does work sometimes, but it's like it's way easier just to throw the freaking Thatcher outside of that and then throw a grenade in. And if you can't do that, then the other team, if the other team banned Thatcher, they better be putting a shield up there and better be using that because why not? Yeah. So anyway, I just um, people ban Thatcher a lot. They don't really do anything because yeah, they ban so- Thatcher. Moral of the story, don't like brainlessly follow what Pro League does because Pro League does it. Because number one, you're not playing a Pro League level. True. Uh, I mean, that's just a fact, right? Like, yeah. I'm not either. And number two, like, um, it's it's a whole different thing. Like, when you're playing against people that you know and that you have, like, intel on, like, you, you literally have, like, studied their tape. Like, that's... I mean, it's, right. it's like football teams. Like, if you're going to play, like, pickup basketball, for example, it's not the same as, as an NBA team playing another NBA team where they've watched film on this team and, like, have broken down their their uh uh not strategies what do they say like plays and stuff right sorry i'm i am not like sports uh in there's there's a very spe- in the nfl there's a very specific part where peyton manning eli manning peyton manning peyton manning talks about a certain defender that he was going to play in week nine and so for the whole season for the first eight weeks he was purposefully doing one thing to trick this one defender one this one right, safety in week right. nine and he got a pick he didn't get a pick but he got a throw in a touchdown pass to safety because he played right. a certain way the whole entire season until week nine yeah just like and then he did that against game. safety and they talked about it after it's like i did that on purpose yeah. like and, yeah, i know and you that's meta that's yeah. like when people say meta that's what meta is and like meta really only like at the purest level meta only exists in things like pro league and like real competitions where where like these other data points are known that's meta like there isn't really meta at, in ranked right because right. you don't know the other team so like that, it's like i have this huge like hang up with people saying meta all the time like strategy and meta are different things and it's just saying meta doesn't like equal strategy yeah so um anyway uh I, can i tell a funny story about twitch while we were you brought up twitch yeah uh tv twitch.tv or no twitch oh, uh, i thought you're gonna talk about disrespect for a second twitch oh, what's her name dang it i used to know like all the operators names oh. back in the day and i would like call them by that like yeah while we were playing which is funny but i do remember you doing that yeah it was it was kind of fun um find twitch's name so monica no that's like you dang it you're gonna find it before i can think of it um we're playing bank defending top floor i'm maestro you can't find it emmanuel pichon it's a french name it's obviously. very french okay uh i had so anyway it's not that funny of a story <laughs> i had an evil eye and like this twitch like literally spent like a minute and a half trying to destroy this evil eye at the top of uh banana stairs slash lobby stairs grand the grand staircase she's like she had this her stupid drone and she like he kept driving up and then like i would open my thing to like shoot at it and realize like oh shoot she's coming at me i'm like spin it up to the ceiling and she would shock me and like it would go disabled and i just like all right and switched my other evil eye for a little bit and i come back and like oh it's still fine and like, <laughs> look down and, like there's her shock at her and again just like she probably shocked me like two or three times and wasted so much time because it's like 10 seconds right that's yeah. a shock so by the time i'm coming back and look at it that's 10 seconds yeah um and then, like, one time I came back, and she wasn't on the drone, so I opened the thing, and she, like, hops on the drone right as, like, I'm getting ready to zap it. So, like, she got on just in time to see it get zapped and die. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay. And then like she ends up being the last one in a one v two and has to like, like just just push on her own. And everybody's like, she's like at ten health. Like we shot her a bunch. So I'm just waiting for her to come up to do this evil eye so I can kill it, kill her with it because it's two on one and she has no health. And unfortunately, she like specifically avoided it because she knew it was there and she knew she was low. So like she actually went outside and like repelled in the the like small hallway windows. Uh, but she got wrecked by my teammate. But I was like so sad. But also yeah, I was like, been really funny. There goes seventy seconds of your time, like yeah. <laughs> just trying to kill this one evil eye, you dork. Like what yep. are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I I love killing evil eyes though with Twitch. It's so sad because it pisses my show off. Like yeah. you gotta be kidding me. I even had a maestro one time move another evil eye to the same spot. He had one in the servers of bank and, he put and I two there so that he could So there was one there and I killed it. Like the very beginning of the round. I watched uh, him put it down. I just uh, went in and killed it real fast and put the twist back in the sewers. And then we walked into the room with like one minute left and another evil eye was in the same spot. It's like he went and moved an evil yeah. eye in the middle of the round somehow. <laughs> we didn't catch him doing it. <laughs> It's uh, it's a fun little like mini battle that's happening uh, like over the course of a round between Twitch and and Maestro, and yeah. like I love those like there's certain operators that have these like little mini battles that are like the Pulse and the IQ mini battle little or Vigil, yeah. and yeah. it's like <laughs> they're, they're having their own little like yeah. uh, just yeah, just like this they're tiny battle inside of inside of the match, and like yeah. <laughs> it's just it's very funny. They actually shared a clip recently, I think it was on Xbox, of like. I felt very bad about it. I was playing Pulse. It was on house and like I killed one guy and then I like I came to the next room and I see Kavera in there and then like I heard somebody coming down the stairs and so like I see Kavera like she had her gun trained. She knew what was going on and then like this person comes down the stairs and I headshot him and then immediately after I realized like oh that was Nook. Like I'm really sad I interfered with like the Nook Kavera thing that was just yeah. happening <laughs> like cuz it's just like it's so funny. These like these little like rivalries that exist just because of like how their gadgets line up to each other. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I'm going to, I was going to say this this week, but I want to get into discord discourse. So remind me for next time to talk about my new, well, my defense on order. Oh, I meant to talk about that with the Thatcher bands actually. So then should I talk about it? Yeah, now? you should talk about okay. it because that was, I meant to actually that is, that. that is really great for a Thatcher band. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I, I, I invented this strategy guys and I think it's really, really great. Like, I think this is a pro league level strategy. So like legitimately, so I legitimately could argue that, uh, I'm not very good at it because I'm not good at siege, but like, <laughs> I think it's a good strat. So the idea is when you're defending armory on border, which of course is the top side objective, um, you know, there's that main breach wall that they're always trying to, yeah, armory wall. to break on, on the balcony out there in armory. Um, and so you take Omai, you bring a, a, a deployable shield. And you place it at like a 90 degree angle um, outside of that door that goes onto the armory balcony. So like, obviously you have to wait for the round to start mm -hmm. and then you run out, you put the, you attach the shield right to the corner so that you can like get behind it and look out at the balcony that they repel on. Right. Do you put it like a 45 degree angle or like straight 90? Straight 90. Yep. Because it, it covers like the whole thing. It's, it's like perfect. It's just like the, the, the width of that balcony is just the right size for it. Um, what you have to do, which I haven't been doing, but I've realized you have to do, is you have to make sure you reinforce those uh, CC walls on the yeah. other side, the CCTV walls, um, because they can just wall bang you through those walls or right. open up a hole or whatever. So you got to make sure somebody reinforces those. Probably do it yourself as, as the Wamai. Um, and then because you're Wamai, you've got your little magnets. So you just there's like a chandelier hanging outside of the balcony that's just like really wide and like 
perfectly placed. So you just put a um, a magnet on on the backside of that thing, and then you put another one on like the inside wall of like the balcony arches. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, uh, you start with two. You'll have a third one within like the first fifteen seconds of the round or something like that. So like usually by then they've already tossed something up there. So you just toss another one and you just keep tossing these, these things and you can do it totally safely because you've got the shield. And so they're sitting there trying to clear the shield out as well as like trying to throw, if, if there is a thatcher, they're trying to throw like EMPs or whatever at the, the, um, the wall to breach, right? Cause you've got a bander or something there. And so you're just, you're, you're zapping all this stuff with your magnets also with like a decent chance that you're going to like, catch somebody with a frag that somebody else throws right that like Mm -hmm. somebody's on the balcony somebody throws a frag up from below and they're gonna get caught by it because you're magnets and then also like you're sitting there you've got the shield so you can like literally kind of just stand like in the open outside and just wait for somebody to try to peek that corner and you just stand up behind the shield and wreck them um and so like i need somebody who's better at the game to play it so that they can actually get those picks because a lot of times i either just like miss them like they do do it too fast for me or like i don't land the headshot so i just get a little bit of damage but like this strat is great. Like I burn so much time and they're so focused on trying to clear this stupid shield. Yeah. And it's like, as long as the rest of the team can hold the back, like I can hold that piece for a good long time uh, while they're trying to push. So this is worth trying guys. Like go, go try this out and, and see like, it's, it's a good strat. Yeah. It's a good strat. Especially if you had somebody in CCTV or break room or something who could like do a run out or just put a little bit of pressure on them over there. So they can't focus on that. Um, but just because most teams like that's their push and that's like the whole push. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really great. So a, that's a good time to ban Thatcher and take advantage of the Thatcher ban. Yeah, for sure. We, we should don't do even that. really use Thatcher. On we attack. don't use Thatcher on attack at all. I, yeah. I play Monty there. Yep. So, okay. Which I'm bad at. And there's other stories about my poor performance with Monty. We lost a match because of Ryan. We did. Uh, hundred percent. It's not the only one that we've lost because of Ryan. Okay. <laughs> but let's get into discord discourse. Uh, so our discord discourse for this week was about Intero's recent suggestion about like, Hey, what if secondary gadgets were more of like an economy where they weren't assigned to specific operators, but instead there's like, okay, you can have three operators with frag grenades. And so you pick your operator and then you choose the secondary gadget that you want based on all the available secondary gadgets. And there is a, um, basically a market for each team of how many you can should I just read his tweet? You can choose. Yes, read the tweet. Okay, so Intero says, take secondary gadgets off specific ops in pro play. And so this is specifically for pro play. Yes, he and does And put them that. in a pool, into a pool where any op can use them, but cap the amount available. Example, any attack operator can bring frags, but attack can only have two operators with frags per round. Any defensive operator can bring a shield, but defense can only have two shields, etc. Hypothetical lineup on attack, capital frags, thermite frags, no more frags available. Dokubi smokes, Sophia smokes, no more smokes available. Nomad flashes, defense, smoke shield, well, my shield, no more shields available. Echo C4, Mira C4, Jaeger C4, no more C4s available. So it seems like one of the fastest ways to balance a strong operator is to swap out their secondary gadgets like Buck losing frags or Cryade losing impacts. IMO operators should be balanced based around their primary gadget and their gun. Secondary gadgets shouldn't influence balancing. And then he says like, obviously numbers can be tweaked of how many c4s and right. stuff that could he's be not, in this i'm just spitballing like he's i'm not, not prescribing the numbers right. he's, just, he's just saying this should be talked about which i think that is a fair like this is an idea like let's talk about this um so discord discourse came out and basically said discord no. discourse came out <laughs> 
All right, tell me what Discord Discourse had to say. So we should explain again because this is new to the podcast. Discord Discourse is just this thing we do where we present an idea. Um, it could be like a recommendation or just like just like a general thought about Siege, and then in the Discord, like we kind of dedicate the that week or I guess the two weeks between the podcasts to like discuss that one idea. There's a channel dedicated for it. That's why it's called Discord Discourse. So everybody comes in and kind of shares their thoughts. And then as we are doing now, we like talk about it the next week. So most people in Discord Discourse agree that the problem with this is it just makes it so difficult to like understand, especially from like a casual standpoint to try to watch Pro League and be like, wait, now they're picking operators and then they're picking their secondary gadgets, but uh-huh. like, how many are actually allowed? And then nobody, and then you can't do things like, okay, well, we know Jaeger and um, Mirror on the board. So Mirror could have a C4, but she's upstairs and we know Jaeger doesn't have it. They can't do that anymore. So they right. have to like, let's just hope Jaeger didn't bring C4, which he probably did bring C4 because he's playing below. Right. And it's like, then you have to worry about, okay, well now Jaeger has C4. Like, right. doesn't that just make him way more overpowered because he has C4? Thermite has frags? Yeah, I think he's he's saying that like we shouldn't use this to balance operators, but I think what you're doing here is taking out a valuable balancing tool and just making it so that like the same let's say seven operators on each side are getting chosen every time because you don't have to worry about f- having a nitro or worry about having frags. Right. Right. So then like, I think that that ruins it completely. Yeah. It, it creates still gameplay, which right. It's and, and like, you think about somebody like glass, right? Like the, a major balancing thing they did was to take smokes away from him at one point or to give smokes to him in the first place. Yeah. Right. Like that was a major change of how to balance glass. And it's like, if you take that tool away from them, I think that's kind of stupid. Right. Um, Six Eyes says it seems like the problem here is trying to fix a symptom of the utility burn meta when the problem goes much deeper into pro league play. I just can't imagine this assisting with the stillness of the meta picks at all. Frags, shields, nitro cells, all of these are a great motivator to pick an op, and without that buff, in quotes, I would assume we'd see a significant shift towards certain overused operators. Antero yep. says the phrase ops should be balanced around their primary gadget and not their gun, but he really doesn't justify that take at all, and Ubi clearly disagrees, not to mention that this would lead to exactly the similar gadget setups all the time, which would get stale pretty quickly. Even in his example, it's just shields and C4s on defense. Exactly, yeah. His yeah. example is it's it's all C4s and all shields and all frags, and like... It, <laughs> yeah, like everyone's going to pick the same thing all the time. Yeah, so you're suddenly never going to see procs, or you're never going to see impacts or whatever, right? Yeah. And like, um, what I also think is interesting here, it, it, like he's like uh, steel switch sorry, six eyes is saying is that um, like he's, he's saying that they shouldn't balance around the secondary gadget, but like, that's just a totally arbitrary take. And I don't understand why not like, well then why should they be balancing around guns, primary weapons? Why shouldn't that just be choose whatever gun that you like? Right. Like it's just totally arbitrary to decide that, Oh, they shouldn't, they shouldn't uh, balance around secondary gadgets. This seems like primary gadget is really the only thing that's unique to that operator that should like be a major thing of their balance if you're going to say that that there are things they should balance around there are things they shouldn't right um yeah i just moving on with some of these discord discourse comments Schneedle d says i think the way they use secondary gadgets as balancing is great and it should stay this way and then he says i can also imagine a nash if if this word like trickle down he says i can also imagine the ash yeager main auto locking their favorite secondary yeah Jaeger's always just going to pick C4 and he's going to take, and Ash is always just going to take frags with her. And then you mm-hmm. have the problem with Ash Jaeger means being worse than they are now, which right. obviously this is meant for pro play, but how much stuff in pro play, like map striking and pick and ban, has eventually made its way into ranked because ranked wants to be more like pro play. Like, right, right. A map pool, like that stuff. 
Yeah. Um, Faith Defender has a different take on this. He says, right. I agree with Grumpy Monkey, who agrees that the, who thinks this is a good idea. He says, but it should be speed and gadget specified. Grenades on three speed would turn it into Call of Duty Rush Fest. Ops with slowing gadgets with C4 would be too good. Malusi's the example. Um, three speeds, three speed ops with good guns, such as Bandit and Malusi. They already have impacts, is an example of people that just can't have C4. Um, having impacts would introduce their over. Oh, he can't have impacts because it would introduce over effective roaming. But Valkyrie and Maestro with bulletproof cams might not be horrible. Um, so basically, he's he's saying you have to decide based on three speeds and one speeds. But then I think it just gets too, it gets so like confusing of like, okay, who can have what? And obviously, this is pro play, so they understand yeah. it better. But as the watcher, you're like, I don't even understand. Now I'm trying to watch pro league and trying to understand these secondary gadgets that they can pick. And then certain speeds can only have certain gadgets or certain operators can only have certain gadgets because this operator has a slowing ability. Like mm-hmm. it just gets, I think it's just too confusing. Yeah. The other thing too, is like, uh, just at a, like a logistical level, it just seems silly. Like to, for, to, for them to devote, uh, dev time to designing this whole new UI in, in theory and like this new logic that's only on this one build that they use for pro league. And then like, like, invariably that's going to introduce new balancing things that they have to take into effect. So now the balancing team is having to worry about, okay, well how many frags should be allowed and how many of this should be allowed. It's like mm-hmm. when you try to keep those, those um, different branches as close together as possible, I just think that's smoother overall from a development perspective. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't see like the value you're really getting out of this um, to justify that. And I mean, like like some people were saying it's like you're you're trying to solve the symptom of a different like of a of a problem right right um and it like i also like what toronto will said here that he doesn't like the idea in pro play primarily because it so clearly can't be extended to casual play and as a result this will increase the gap between pro play and casual play that makes it even harder than it already is to balance the ops in a way that works for everything right it's just like yeah now when i'm watching pro league that's just something that i can't really I can't learn anything from pro league based on this. Like, I mean, I can learn where you throw a frag, but I can't learn like why you have to take Capitao here as opposed to somebody with frags uh, or whatever, or vice versa. Right? right. Like instead of taking Capitao, you take, let's say nook for, yeah, for the sake of argument, right. because she has frags. Right. Right. And yeah. It makes like certain, <clears throat> like let's say the pros have this specific strat on this site and it's like well we can't do that strat because we can't have we can't we literally can't have the right ops and gadgets yeah yeah it's not possible and right. so it's like i don't know you can't have Jaeger with c4 downstairs yeah anyway um that's discord discourse this week um i think i definitely think like i give Intero credit for like an idea that's definitely interesting to talk about maybe not as good as my idea about defenders picking up the diffuser <laughs> <laughs> but no it is it is interesting to talk about but i think discord discourse overwhelmingly says negative to the idea yeah uh 10 to 1 was the vote we we normally do like a little vote uh with reactions on the original message and 10 to 1 yeah. and uh against to this idea what did you have any idea like what the response was from like other pro players and so i i looked at the tweet and like some of the replies and a lot of their replies were just like no <laughs> this basic no and some of them were like interesting idea but no i mean it so is an interesting idea like it's a cool thing to think about and discuss for sure yeah but, but I, I didn't see um specifically like pro player responses to it. it just seems like something that pengu would reply to yeah with like really I actually, good I, and of i just yes want to no. say like this is an idea that i think uh most people didn't think was a good idea but like it seems like the response to it was like let's discuss it and like yeah. say why it's not a good idea yes and like 
that should be the approach like as opposed to attacking somebody for your stupid or yeah, like exactly i can't believe you thought of that idea it's like you don't get to good ideas without exploring bad ideas and if people are afraid to share ideas because they're afraid they're going to be criticized for how bad it is it's like like when i make an operator's like idea suggestion it's not like put this operator in the game today right like right. i made this suggestion last on the last podcast of like this operator that could prevent diffuses with some gadget right it's like yeah i'm not saying put it in today i'm saying like wouldn't this be interesting if if there was an operator that could interact with with uh, disabling the diffuser in a way that nobody else does right now? Or the whole one shot headshot thing that went around for a while on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was like it was never put this in the game. It was always can we test it out and just see what it's like? Like yeah. can we just try it? And everyone mm-hmm. was like, no, that's siege. Siege is siege. Like yeah, but we're we're not saying do it. We're just saying which is silly because what like, happens? Your five sieges and not your one siege, and like yeah, the siege is coming a point. very long yeah. way. And that's not talking about the bugs and stuff. Everyone always says, "Well, yeah, because year one was just bugs." Like, no. First of all, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as yeah, bad as you think it was. It wasn't nearly as bad as you're saying it was. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, secondly, the gameplay has changed a ridiculous amount, mainly because of operators and maps and stuff. But just and how people, people learning play the game, play, yeah, way different. Yeah. So anyway. what's our next Discord discourse? Our next Discord discourse is an idea from Toronto Will. And this is, he said... Man, he's I, getting a lot of name drops on this podcast. He yeah, he sure is. He says, I suggest a Discord discourse relating to the visibility of non-default, non-default skins, e.g. whether there should be an, an option to show only the defaults regardless of what's equipped or cosmetics that are unequipable and ranked. It would be topical with skins coming with this event. So should skins, should there be an ability to only see default skins or only have certain skins available in yeah. play. Yeah. So that's the Discord discourse for this week. Go to the Unrenowned Discord or you can just search Unrenowned Discord in Google and find it and join yep. and put in your two cents in the Discord discourse which yeah. And then we'll, we'll pocket those two cents and go buy uh, nothing. No two cents anymore. But anyway, <laughs> it'll be interesting and we'll read your comments and your comment your name might be dropped in the podcast and uh it's just, it's fun to talk about stuff like that as a community. Do you think that's a good idea? I don't know. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, take another quick break and then we will do listener questions. The big LQ. All right. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, listener questions. Of course, these questions come from our Discord. We have a great, vibrant community in Discord, over 600 people. We and do. if you're not one of them, what the heck are you doing? I know there's a lot more than 600 of you out there. So come join the Discord. It's a good, good time. Uh, and we have a specific channel dedicated to questions, actually two, because if you ask six questions that get featured on six different episodes of the podcast, you earn the role in the Discord of podcast questionnaire, and then you yeah. get access to a very special uh, podcast questions channel just for questionnaires, where maybe we pay a little bit more attention to your questions because we know you guys are the best question askers. Also, you have the option of submitting a question in audio format so you can hear yourself on the podcast it's a good time it's good you just get six podcast questions and six different episodes and you become a podcast questioner yeah um which speaking of which we need to start our questions with two different questionnaire questions first one from just unfriendly that he asked probably like two months ago now um so he says lord of the rings in lord of the rings Uh uh-huh he says, sorry, I was going to paraphrase him, and then I realized I should read what he said. He says, I have a question, but I'm stealing it from the internet. Lord of the Rings is rated PG-13, and such is allowed one F-bomb. Where would you put it? <laughs> a wizard, his example, a wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he effing means to. Yeah, love it. Uh, if you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, skip the next three minutes or so, because we're going to be doing this. 
Um, okay. I want to share a few that I picked from the internet first, just like as kind of good examples. And then um, I try to think of some like slightly more obscure ones that maybe you might not have heard before. Uh, so here's one from Frodo. You know that, you know, he's uh, he first meets Gandalf in the Shire and he's on his cart and they're talking and uh, Gandalf doesn't answer some question or something that Frodo asks. And Frodo says, all right, then F your secrets. <laughs> that's pretty funny uh yeah that was a good one um of course the classic one does not simply walk into effing mordor from boromir that's a good one uh let's see i had a few more here Uh, the dwarf f so loud we could have shot him in the dark (laughs) and said this talks very good uh at the end of return of the king when they're all at the top of minas tirith and uh aragorn also known as Elisar, is being crowned king of Gondor. And he uh, meets the hobbits, and they bow to him, and he says, my friends, you bow to effing no one. (laughs) That's a good one. That's pretty good. Okay. Now the ones that we created. Uh, I have one from Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, There is a point where they are trying to get into the Mines of Moria. There's the, the hidden door. They're trying to reveal it and open it. Uh, and Gandalf's trying to figure it out and uh, Frodo's sitting there and he kind of figures it out and he says, it's an effing riddle. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. You got one? Okay. I got one. Um, two towers, Legolas and Gimli are sitting there and they're waiting for the Urukai to come and yep. it starts raining and Gimli goes, what's going on out there? What's going on? And Legolas says, would you like me to describe it to you or would you like me to find you an effing box? <laughs> how about side by side with an effing friend no i never thought i'd die fighting side by side with an effing elf (laughs) that's good yeah that's a good one okay Uh, i have this is the two towers actually i came up with two two towers ones uh so one of them uh from came up with three two towers ones oh uh from that same scene wait weren't we supposed to have a fellowship one you just told me a two towers one i know i don't have a fellowship okay okay uh from the same, uh, not scene, I guess, but they're uh, getting ready to fight at, uh, what's it called? Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. And uh, Theoden is standing at the top of where you can see everything, and it mm-hmm. begins to rain as the Urukai are just gathering out, and they start banging their shields. And Theoden says, and so it effing begins. <laughs> <laughs> or just, we're effed. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that too. Um there's a part in that same battle where Gimli and Aragorn go to fight a bunch of um, Urukai that are coming up like the front bridge to Helm's Deep, and they go out the side door and they're yes. gonna jump to start attacking them. Mm-hmm. And Gimli basically says, "I cannot jump the distance. You'll have to toss me." Yep. And then he says, "Oh, don't tell the effing elf." <laughs> I think don't effing tell the elf. Don't effing better. tell the elf. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There we go. How much time do you need? As much as you can effing give me. That'd be good too. Another one from Two Towers at the very beginning. They're trying to find the um, Pippin and Mary. They're tracking them. They're tracking the Urukai. And Gimli's running and he says, Us storms are natural spinters. Very effing dangerous over short distances. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm actually going to save my last Two Towers on because I think it's the best one I came up with. Okay. Uh, do you have any more Two Towers? No. Okay. Return of the King. Uh, this one just stood out so obvious to me. Theoden makes his big speech before they charge at the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Okay. And then he says, 
for death and effing glory. Okay, yeah. No, actually, sorry. I'm sorry. That's at Helm's Deep. That's at Helm's Deep. That before they charge out of Helm's Deep. Down the... yeah. For death yeah. and effing glory. Because uh, at Pelennor, they're, they're saying, death, death. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, that's what they're chanting. I had no idea that's what they were chanting. They're chanting for death. Oh. They know they are riding to their doom. Oh. Well, I do have one from that battle, Pelennor Fields. Okay. They see the Mama Kill, the Haradrim coming, and... You're going to have to explain that for people who don't know what we're talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's the part where they charge in, they're killing all the orcs, and they're actually doing a good job, and then out of nowhere, these giant elephants yes. start coming down, and yes. they're stomping down, and everyone kind of stops and looks at them. Theoden like, has this scared look on his face, and he looks at him, he starts backing up, and he says, We formed the line! We form the effing line. <laughs> that would good. be good. Yeah. Uh, Any more? That's all I have. Okay. This is this is the best one I came up with. Um, two towers. Treebeard walks out of Fangorn Forest and suddenly sees Isengard and how the whole forest around it has been felled, and he is distraught and very upset and yes. realizes what is going on and that he needs to get involved, and he says. There is no curse in Elvish, Entish, or the tongues of effing men for this treachery. That's pretty good. Which I love because yeah. number one, it's Treebeard, so it would just sound really funny. And then number two, like he's literally saying there's no curse for the treachery, but he's dropping the biggest <laughs> curse word in, in the tongues good. of men. That's pretty good. Of effing men for this treachery. Um, also, I know we've talked about this before, actually multiple times, but why does what is Theoden's tactic with reform the line? Why are you reforming a line when you're going to run up against a bunch of giant elephants? Um, you're going to yeah, charge them with this. a straight line. Because they have like the... Um, the they have like rope tied in yeah, between like the tusks. Yeah, kind of like barbed wire tied between yeah. the tusks so they can just kind of like sweep back and forth and yeah. like just rip these horses apart. Why would you do that? It seems like you would want to go at them more in like a... Um, like a flank. Yeah, like a, like a triangle yeah. uh, formation. Yeah, or try or to like get on their side or something, which yeah, I guess is shooting like, at you with bows. But why would you reform a line? I don't know. I don't think he knows. I think, I think it's just, he's just, just like, uh, this is how we do it. I guess we're reforming the line and charging at these giant beasts that are going to run us over. I mean, yeah, it seems like scattered would be a much more effective tactic yeah. against these guys. So I don't. I, don't, I really don't know. Anyway, don't know. um, that's that. That's just in front of this question. Our next yeah, question here question comes from Impreza Tom. Are we back on siege uh, topics? Now? We are. Okay, we are now. Let's go. Yep, you can go back to siege. He says, I have a question. How would you guys feel about going one step further from custom games? We need a full-on forge system like in Halo. You think Favela is confusing? I want to build labyrinths with soft walls and have all 10 players be orcs. <laughs> that would be cool to have like a forge mode. In, a forge would be a good time. That'd be really fun. When I was a lot younger, part of what made Counter-Strike uh, fun and lasting for me was playing like custom community-made maps. And like, mm. there's one called uh, FY Ice, I think. And it was literally just like, it was it was like an ice uh, snow uh, feature. Always kind of, makes it uh, better. Yeah, it does make it better. Snow themed themed is what I remember. Themed map and like basically all it was was just like four big pillars like that formed the cover and in just like a plus uh, uh, configuration if that makes sense. So like okay. like I guess like a box right a big box yeah with four pillars on each corner so it made a plus and like okay. that was it and then you just try to kill the other people and like it was a good time a good time uh but yeah i this would be fun i think it would be really hard for siege like oh, i think yeah like definitely they have a hard time making maps that aren't like super broken right like yeah they always mean, are finding that's weird like, things what's the point oh like broken is in like 
technologically like, broken like yeah technically broken yeah 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 no yeah i think so too but i yeah, totally unrealistic but it would be cool yeah i would like really it cool that is our podcast questionnaires question again six in the podcast and you can be there you can be one yourself our first question in the regular podcast questions channel comes from six eyes he says what if there was a significant delay between jaeger's anti-throwable ads hits while it recharged like 10 to 20 seconds means you could burn Ooh. it with one and then throw another but it would force people to think on their feet a little so jaeger behind his shield can have his two ads's and one would go off and then it would take 10 seconds to recharge and be able to use its last little blow but then you still have your other one but if someone yeah. throws two flashes that burns both ads's for 10 seconds and sludge can throw a frag or it makes jaeger be like Oh, they just burned my ADS for 10 seconds. I guess I better do something. Right. Now, because they're going to frag me out. Right. Yeah. You got to move or like try to pick somebody or something. Yep. Um, I, I like this idea, but I think it might be broken because then you could essentially like you, you get two people to work it together where you like toss a flash and immediately toss a cooked frag right yeah. afterwards. And yeah. like, it's basically like the ADS wasn't there and you didn't have a chance. And in theory, you could do the same thing by burning one charge and then just doing it on the second charge. Right. But in this case, like you don't even have that warning of the first charge being gone. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I, th I think it would be too easy to, um, to take advantage of what's <laughs> exploit to exploit, to exploit. Gosh, I'm so bad at finding words when I'm talking on the podcast. Sometimes I just have problems finding words when in general. It's very annoying. Um, what do you think? I, I think it's an interesting idea, but I, I guess I do see that same problem with like the. I, I here's my thing. I don't think Jaeger really needs a nerf. I think we're really trying to nerf yeah. Jaeger because of his presence and stuff. I think ban it's him. fine. Ban him if you don't want to play against him. You can ban True. Jaeger. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, Schmidtstein is our next question. He says, "What is your reaction?" Oh, I'm glad about. I'm happy. We haven't talked about this actually. We haven't. Yeah, yeah. What is your reaction to the Halo trailer? I never played Halo before, but I've heard some people complaining about graphics and concerns about the grappling hook as well as sprinting. Just wondering your thoughts. So I assume you've watched the trailer. Yes, I've watched the trailer. Okay, what is, what is what's your knee jerk reaction to it? Um, so while watching it, I thought like this looks fun. Um, okay, okay, wait, hold on. Trailer as in one minute, or you, I assume you watched the actual like gameplay, like the eight minute. Uh, gameplay where like it's the first little bit of the campaign yeah, mission yeah where he like he's like actually walking through yeah, the yeah okay. like playing fighting brutes and stuff yeah. and gets in the warhawk yep. um all, okay so before i even get to the trailer they shared like the cover art and mm -hmm. i was extremely happy with the cover art because it literally just looks like halo one's cover art reimagined yeah which to me sends the message that like we're going back to our roots a little bit mm -hmm. like kind of back to basics like let's try to get this to feel more like Halo, yep. hopefully specifically Halo One, uh, yes. but like it just like it's on a Halo ring. It's uh, Master Chief looks like Halo One Master Chief. Yes, actually, like they got rid of like all the busyness of his armor that just yep. like takes away from the design a lot. Yep. Um, so like I just like like it from that perspective. The actual trailer itself, like I thought it looked fun. I don't love the idea of a grappling hook, especially if it's going to be in multiplayer. Yep. Which usually Halo is pretty one to one from campaign to multiplayer. Yep. Um, like I I don't like verticality in shooters. Like people talk about it like it's like so great. It's like I like I like I, and Halo has a lot of has always had a lot of verticality of like being able to be above and below. But I don't love the idea of like wall running and nope. and like. Like clamber's nice. Like I like the the ability to like clamber up on something or whatever. But like, I don't like like 
ropes you can swing around yeah. on and like i don't it doesn't think it look makes like, it fun. And it doesn't look like a swinging thing it looks more like you grapple to something you can grapple something to you right like he he grappled a um halo has these since halo these, 2, like, fusion, these coils. Like, fusion coils mm-hmm. yeah that you can like blow up and he grappled one of them to himself and he could hold it and throw it at something right which i didn't really like that idea it's like i don't that's not halo like you're doing this halo 5 thing again where you had like thrusters on master chief right that's not halo ground pound stop. And stuff yeah like no stop it so i don't like that at all either but then okay what did you think about like the graphics and stuff i didn't i didn't even notice it thank you yeah it's Me like there how stupid do you think people are i mean first of all it's just like this is an xbox game so i'm not looking to it for amazing graphics thank right you. it's not a pc game thank you uh like and that's the thing it's like when i hear console players like raging about graphics it's like you're playing on console and like there's nothing wrong with that but if you're if you're that big into graphics why are you playing on console yes what are you doing thank you like there's a much better experience for you if that's like your primary driver of enjoyment with video games like i don't understand what you're doing yeah um so that's one thing and then the other thing is just like i honestly just didn't even notice and like it nope. looked like Halo. It had like all the colors of Halo and like the mm-hmm. the style and the aesthetic. Like it looked like Halo. And like when people mentioned it, I went back and looked at the brew. It's like, okay, I guess his face looks. I, I did notice like his face and his teeth looked kind of ugly, but I just don't like brutes in general. So I just put that to like, that's just a brute looking like. Well, and also like, brute. I just don't look to Halo for great face animation. Like I don't no, think that Halo's really. ever been well known for amazing graphics. Like it looks fine. Like Halo 4 looked really good for the Xbox 360. Like yeah. that was impressive what they did. But I like, I don't. I guess I derive less of my enjoyment from games of over the graphics than some other people 100%, do. Yeah, and that's I think part of that has to go with like multiplayer games of playing multiplayer instead of like a lot of people just love the single player campaigns games, which I think can be fun. But and they just want the game to look completely, really super cool and totally. immersive. And like that's like cool, if but... I'm playing Battlefield Five on PC and I'm playing the campaign, yeah, like I want the like the ray traced re- reflections. Like yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but like I, this is Halo. Like right um yeah i i just i didn't notice any and i remember being looking at like the subreddit about it and there were a lot of people that were saying the graphics are not like that bad like people are freaking out over nothing and someone being like playing halo like people play halo a lot of times just for specifically for graphics and i replied i was like since when have console players ever played any game because of graphics like that is not a thing and when has anybody ever purposely played halo because it looks good like That's not why any of us play Halo. Yeah. That's so wrong. Yeah, like, when it comes to Halo, I'm just way more concerned about performance of the game than I am about Yeah, 100%. And graphics. just about the gameplay of Halo. Right. I don't care what it looks like. Right. I mean, like I do to an extent, but it's like, I still play Halo 1. Exactly. And, and that's another thing too, is like, I play Halo 1 and still get a ton of enjoyment out of those yeah. old 2001 graphics, and I've never had a problem with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times, even playing the campaign, I switch to the old graphics over the new graphics. So I just like the old ones better in some instances. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm like when when I when I'm looking at Halo art, I'm I'm a lot, lot more interested in the aesthetic of it and like just that it feels and looks like Halo way more than I am about like the resolution and like you know like the the number of polygons on a brute's face. Yeah. I think part of this too is stemming from one that it's going to be a launch Xbox uh, Series, X, Series X. X game, and so yeah. people are looking to this as like, and it's Halo, right? So yeah. it should be like kind of a benchmark game, and people are kind of looking to it as like how good the series x is going to be it's like first of all this isn't final footage probably yeah this is demo you know this is demo right, right. Like, um this is probably made actually like five or six months ago right so 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 there's that and there's also just like i think it might be a little bit of console war thing going on there where like some xbox fans are disappointed that they don't have something to point to versus playstation people and say like hey look how good our halo looks compared to your i don't Uncharted. know what, yeah well, i don't know what's coming on ps4 right now but 
or PS5. Uh, and like the other thing might even be like bad actors that are actually PlayStation fanboys, like just pooping on Halo because it doesn't look so good yeah. or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, so I think that is factoring in probably a lot more where maybe people who don't actually care are just like involved because of console war garbage. Yeah. And here, here's the thing too, is like if this Halo Infinite comes out on PC as well as console, I'm not buying an Xbox Series X. That was <laughs> yeah, honestly probably totally. Microsoft's only way to get me to buy the Series X was only putting it on Xbox, which would have been frustrating, but I would have probably would have bought the Series X because yeah, of it. Yeah. Now I, there's no way. I mean, they sold me an Xbox One literally off the promise of playing Halo 1 online like yep. exactly the way I remember it in quotes and with that has yet to be realized. Uh, so, <laughs> True. Uh, so there's that, but okay. Off Halo, this, uh, you, you guys ask us these questions and then people like literally get mad at us for spending so much time talking about Halo or, or Serial, for, for example. <laughs> but hey, if you're, already, if you're this far in the podcast, there's a reason. And uh, there is. you should... Anyway, <laughs> we love Halo. Run Out Josh asks, what is your favorite angle on any map to hold? That's a good question. I love Cafe when we're attacking Cafe and it's probably like the third objective after we've lost two defenses they pick reading room and um fireplace hall or fireplace hall and mining and i love this angle if you go outside and you repel up like the garage is like so the outside freezer wall that outside area right there this little garage right there Mm -hmm. there's like a little outcropping where you can stand on top of the garage and if you lean to the left and you shoot out the fireplace hall window you can see like the actual fireplace and underneath the fireplace yeah and if you wait there for like 30 seconds to a minute, especially if you get there at the beginning of the round, there's always one person that's going to walk through that fireplace. They're going to crouch through that hole and walk through it. Mm-hmm. And I always get a kill from that angle. And yeah. nobody's expecting it. Like they're expecting like a window repel. They're never expecting to be all the way out there on the top of the garage, like peeking in yeah. just at that one little angle. And they have to crouch while they go through it. So they're slow walking through right. it. It's an easy pick. Yep um yeah i'm trying like i can't really think of one but one that i started doing recently that i like is um defending basement on consulate uh sorry bank Bank. um i actually love this angle too playing in the garage and uh just like behind that tire of that armored car and you can just like you see the only approach into the garage and it's just easy to light somebody up there and then what i've been doing is i do it with rook because he's got the acog and then i take a prox and i put a prox um like right in the center of the garage door and it covers the entire thing so like I sit there and hold it for like 30 seconds to a minute. If nobody's coming, I just ditch it. And now we've got like a, an alert if yep. they ever come that way. So, and I always play Valkyrie. I always put a Valkyrie cam on like the garage pillar too. So we can yeah. also see garage. And I always play, we actually do this in two sites where we play kind of next to each other. So Ryan's always prone by like the tire, by the ambulance or whatever. And then I'm just like on the other wall. So Ryan's shooting at him and then I'll wait a couple of seconds and I'll peek and like, out yeah, from the garage I'll like, and I'll start shooting at I'll him. I'll go to the back of the thing. So they're like, then they know I did that. So they're looking at me, I'll like give a little spray or whatever. And then Chris just peeks out from the other side yep. and just like kills him. Yeah. And we, we, we screwed an IQ over it. We were doing that and she tried to push into like the corner of garage. I don't know like, what she was doing. What are you doing? Like I have already hit you a ton as Valkyrie. So Ryan just peeked and got I, the kill. I just laid down and got her and feet. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she's that behind the dumb. Car. Like you can't do that. And then we do the same thing on cafe kitchen, Ryan is in the back like by vip or dining area and i like sit kind of by the brown stairs and when people start coming in small bakery we have someone playing bakery so they start coming in small bakery or white stairs and we're just from two different angles yeah keep peeking them that's back actually and another forth. really great one that i like it's such a long angle yeah and with like, rook acog yeah and you're pretty safe unless somebody's like, like i had a crack shot just like destroy me on it the other day but uh but it's good um another one i actually just thought of was uh th- this doesn't actually usually amount to much but like when it does it's really funny 
um, when you're defending top of chalet, I like to go into the office and break just like the bottom plank of that balcony door and okay. just look at the ladder. Because like, yeah. it's just like if somebody walks up that ladder, it's literally just like an instant kill. It's just yep. like so free. And uh, it's like it doesn't happen often, I think, because people like especially at our level, they know it's super dangerous. So yeah. they won't do it. But like when it does happen, it's just like <laughs> stupid. That gotcha. was dumb. Yeah. Yeah, you never got that, especially without droning office first. No, it's, it's very dangerous. Yeah. Even just being on that balcony sucks. Yeah. That's just a bad spot. That's just chalet being dumb. Also, um, uh, treehouse on house as Kali. That's a good time. It's yeah. a real good time. That is fun. Um, Schmidtstein asks, you guys kind of touched on this past episode, but I want to have more in-depth question. Why do you think Siege hasn't explored more tanky gadgets? Example of this is Frost Chaps, where they take more than just one shot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's not very many gadgets. Most gadgets are like insta-kill. Insta-kill or not-kill. Yeah, yeah. Bulletproof for insta-kill. Um, and, like, with Frost, like, it's interesting because, like, since it's flat on the floor, a lot of times, like, the angle's really weird. And so, like, especially if you have a gun with a bit of kick, like, you kind of have to, like, take burst fire at it. Yeah. Right? And, like, it's just, like, it, it actually takes you, like, a good three to five seconds to destroy this thing on the ground. Yeah. Um, which is like kind of interesting. It used to be even more tanky, right? Because they didn't they bring it down because no, they it was, brought it up. Oh, they brought it up. I thought yeah. they brought it down because it was people like weren't able to destroy it when they walked in. So no, they brought it up because you'd go in the bulletproof windows, you'd shoot down, and it'd be like two shots, and it would be over. Oh, and okay. You could always, and now it like takes three or four shots to kill, and if you miss a bullet, it's like really a problem. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Anyway, Schmidtstein, by the way, is now a podcast questionnaire. Hey, Schmidtstein! Congratulations, Schmidtstein! You made it. So wait, why do you why do you think they haven't done that? And like, I are there any existing gadgets that you think would be interesting to try that way? Um, I don't think not Capcom traps, not Goose, not Echo drones. I'm trying to think of like gadgets, ADSs. No, somebody mentioned like they almost, uh, have, to, it almost has to be like a mechanical gadget because like the electronic ones all make sense to be destroyed in one the one shot, right? The, sorry, what? The, the, the electronic gadgets all make sense to be shot in one shot and just be over. Like, yeah, and it doesn't have to make sense. But, no. But yes. Uh, he, well, he also mentioned at the, like, the end of his question, he talked about like, what if there was something that just took like 30 bullets or something or like 60 bullets? Yeah. And so like you no, would have we've to... We've had the similar like, what if Maestro cams were like bulletproof to an extent of like right. after a full mag. Right. So like, or, or like two or three mags. So in that case, you'd like, you kind of line up three teammates on it and just like... And yeah. just take it out kind of like a helicopter in a uh, cod four right it's yes. like if you're shooting at it by yourself it's just a waste of time but if like the whole team will just look up and put a clip into this helicopter it's going to be down and cause no problems yeah. so um yeah like i'm trying to think like a malusi would be kind of cool if it was if it was like one of clip. those yeah um but but see then the question becomes like but does it become useless at that point right like yeah like if they want it to be destroyed it almost makes more sense to have it be instant destroyed versus um indestructible because like anything in between is kind of pointless i think it almost the frost is just unique in the fact that like it's a flat gadget it's a instant injure gadget right and it's and hard like, to, like it's it's uh because it's a little bit more tanky it won't necessarily be destroyed by like an errant frag that's like kind of close to it yeah or whatever and so like you or you may like think that you cleared this window of of gadgets but then you hop in and actually it gets you get frosted get frosted get iced get iced um i don't i can't think of a gadget that like 
if they, if like they ever did the, like the spider drone that we've talked about or like oh, yeah. the breaching drone yeah, that yeah. would be cool if it was That'd be a cool one. if it was like 10 bullets to destroy the that breaching reminds drone. me of like a legolas trying to kill the the rakai going through the yeah. drain with the kill torch it. kill it <laughs> kill him legolas bring him, him down. down bring him down anyway he didn't get um, him two arrows right through the top of the top of the torso shoulder and yeah um our next question comes from grumpy monkey so we talked about grumpy monkeys um he had a similar question recently where stuff like destroying it with the clips that we just talked about um but then he brought up like what if it was like a shotgun where shotguns could destroy like some some of these bulletproof stuff with like a couple of pellets where Mm -hmm. normal guns couldn't or okay yeah so you need like whether so it's like a, slug a reason to bring like, a shotgun yeah. on attack, and then he talks about echo or DMRs drones. too would be cool. Yeah, well, we talked about that already. DMRs destroying things like a reason to bring DMRs. Mm. Um, we decided it wasn't a good idea, but did we? We did. Okay, yeah, it was with Hardstuck. And then he talks about echo drones. What if they're bulletproof? Wait, speaking of which, we're going to be on Hardstuck uh, today. Today, like we'll be, it'll be live streaming today. today. So yeah, that's interesting. Then he says, what if Echo Drones were bulletproof, but visible, and shotguns could kill the Echo Drone? Which I think just makes Echo too overpowered, because if you don't bring a shotgun, then that sucks for you, because now you're screwed by Echo Drones for sure. Yeah. And then I think also it causes a problem with, like, now do we always have to bring a shotgun on attack and sacrifice? Which I think there should be some sort of reason to bring shotguns on attack, because there isn't right now. So, like, what if they could destroy, like, Maestro Cams with, like, a couple of shots to it, like, close yeah. up? Yeah, But... I know. I think. I think. I like how. I kind of like how gadgets are right now with like being bulletproof, and Thatcher's and Twitch's interaction with them. I think that needs to be a thing. As Thatcher and Twitch need to actually have some sort of like possible destruction interaction with these gadgets. Not necessarily yeah. that like Thatcher destroys it in one hit, but like we talked about this. Like maybe Malusi's. Did we talk about this on the podcast? Yes, I think so. I'm not sure, but go ahead. But basically, we stated Malusi's Wubwubs should be able to be like if Thatcher or Twitch hit it, there should be something that like opens up that you can yep. shoot and destroy it. Yeah. Or like Twitch can what shoot if, it like, twice and destroy it. What if like even with Malusi, like with deployable cams, if you get it from just the right angle, like on the side, then you can shoot it. Right? It's like the yeah. glass in front is bulletproof, but the camera itself that's behind the glass, if you can get to that, then it's you yeah, can kill yeah, yeah. it. Like if Malusi had that where you could like go prone and and shoot this this Malusi gadget or like get right underneath it if it's on a wall. Yeah. And it's like this really uh this really obtuse angle is that obtuse or is that acute it's really acute angle i believe yeah Yeah. then then you could get it like i think that'd be kind of interesting yeah bring malusi down a little bit yeah i'd agree with that um i'm trying to remember is is there anything else besides evil eyes web webs and deploy uh bulletproof cameras that are bulletproof that's it right i can't think of anything else i I mean obviously there's like shields and stuff stuff like tachanka's turret is destroyable by being shot at but Mm -hmm. That's yeah. That's all. Like when my eyes band. Everybody I can think of has gadgets that are one bullet taps. Or, I mean, even Cavera's gadget is a one bullet tap to the head. Yeah, vigils too. I mean, it kind of it kind of would be interesting with the shotgun. But then I feel like if you're that close, like for Malusi, you can just melee it, right? Yeah. But evil eyes are different. You can't. There's no way to destroy an evil eye unless you have the right gadget. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe. I like it how it is. All right. Uh, next question comes from... This is, sorry, a long scroll. There it is. 
the Dragonborn 41. Also, this it really isn't a question, but it's how they could deal with mouse and keyboard on console. So, uh, which by the way, Halo confirmed mouse and keyboard for console. Did it? Uh, but it will match only with mouse and keyboard players. If well, you have an option to ma- match with who you want to match with. Uh, anyway, so right now the problem isn't that they allow mouse and keyboard. You can't just plug in a keyboard and mouse and have it work. The problem is they don't allow it. So people buy adapters that trick the console into thinking the mouse and keyboard inputs are coming from the controller. This is the way Fortnite prevents it. They actually allow it and just put them in their own lobbies and leave controller lobbies separate. I hope that made sense. So the same approach that Halo is talking about taking that uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare mm-hmm. has where, sure, you can use mouse and keyboard, but you're only going to match with other people who either have mouse, mouse and keyboard, keyboard or that are okay with playing with mouse and keyboard players. Yeah. And the difference too here is there's aim assist on these games. They all have aim assist. Fortnite True. has aim assist. Halo has aim assist. True. Call of Duty has aim assist. I was talking to some guys in a public lobby in Call of Duty probably like a month or two ago. And one of them was saying like, no, normal players don't play with, controller players don't play with aim assist on. And these other guys like, yeah, they do. And he's like, no, no, no. Like good players don't play with it on. You have no idea what you're like. You And they're like, you have, you probably have it on right now. He's like, no, I don't think I do. Like, Dude, I was like, I, I was like, there's no way you're not playing with aim assist on, yeah. dude. There's no way. Yeah. Like you would suck. You can't. Like. Try playing Siege, and you realize how hard it is to play without right. aim assist. Right, it's awful. And that's With the the classic example I always used to use. It was like in Halo, try shooting your teammates as opposed to shooting the enemy team, and that's how yeah. you feel the difference between aim assist and no aim assist. Yeah, like when your teammates are like trying to team kill each other, it's like everybody's missing. It's like so ugly yeah, it's and so it's hard. Like, I'm good at Halo. What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, no aim assist. Um, so here's this. At first, I was like, yeah, this is a good idea. Like. These console kids that are trying to use mouse and keyboard, you're going to start playing against these PC kids that have way better FPS than you and can see stuff way better than you because they're playing on a PC that's way higher performance than your console. They're going to destroy you. You're going to realize how bad you are when you start playing against mouse and keyboard because you're not good at the game. You're cheating. (laughs) But the problem is they're still going to use their adapters and still play with the controller kids because the adapter makes it think it's the controller and they're still going to be... I mean, I guess the argument would be that there would be less of an influx of these people. Like People would stop buying the adapters. As like yeah. obviously the people who already have the adapters now they're gonna just continue to have an advantage at that yeah. point. But but anyway, I think the the real problem is that there's no aim assist, and so yeah, controller players assist. have absolutely no way to combat mouse and keyboard. Which yeah, honestly, like let's let's be honest, the competitive siege is on PC. Pro leagues on PC. The really competitive players are on PC. Like that's just how it is. Like not saying console's bad, but if that's the case, it's like just give console aim assist because they're not as competitive as the PC realm is. It's just not right. So you may as well just give them aim assist and let the more casual player play the game because the casual player doesn't like the game because they can't aim. Right. I don't really understand what what is the people I, I justification. People are like, well, if you have aim assist, it's gonna it's siege. It's more competitive game. People are gonna like get aim assisted through like soft like holes that you didn't see, and so like you're gonna realize they're there because you're aim assist. Huh. That's an that's an interesting. And so like yeah, I get wrinkle. that, but at the same time, it's like the game is just. I've, yeah it is it's hard and like it doesn't it's feel very good. frustrating it doesn't feel it's good annoying um uh, and like i've played a fair I'm, i've hit level 50 on console now so i've played a decent amount of console um and I've, I've heard the argument too like and i kind of understand this argument of like well it actually makes it more strategic in a way because like holding an angle is much stronger than trying to peak an angle so mm-hmm. like in a way like your positioning becomes more important and all that versus like on on pc there's a lot more of just like that guy is way better than me and even though i had the better position i just lost because because yeah. he can aim better which like I feel like I outsmarted him, but I just lost because of mechanical skill, which... But I feel like the same thing way. happens in console where I have the way better angle, the way better flank, and I just can't kill him because I can't... It's true. Like, aim I, with I, no aim assist. I flanked like, people that had no idea I was there, and I like 
just miss them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's frustrating. I, I would be in favor of Amazon. That, I mean, that, that thing of like a hole through a wall is like a pretty interesting wrinkle that wouldn't exist in most other games. Yeah. Um, so I don't, like, I don't know, but I, I would, I, it would be really interesting if they turn it on for an event or something and just saw what people thought about it. Yeah. Like, I would love to see what their, what their design decision was there and why they went that way. Because like, Literally nobody else does that. Literally nobody else does that. That's not even like an exaggeration. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So anyway, interesting. Uh, Dragonborn, thank you. Our next question comes from Steel Switch. He says, question, how would the game be if you swapped the defense's secondary gadgets with the attacker's secondary gadgets? And how useful would these new set of gadgets be to the opposite side? So that would be giving like prox alarms to attackers, <laughs> bulletproof cams to attackers, impacts and barbed wire to attackers. Whereas defenders would have flashbangs and frags and claymores and breaching charges. I think like some of those would like definitely work on the other side. Like defenders having flashbangs, I think would be really interesting for like trying to retake a site or yeah. um, attackers having impacts would be mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think the most interesting, well, we've said this a hundred times, would be attackers having barricades. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. It would be so nice sometimes, just like when you walk into piano on consulate, to be able to barricade that yellow stairs door so mm-hmm. you just know they're coming. Yep. I, castle on attack, I really do think would be so powerful. It would be so good. I would shut love down it. a rotate. Yeah. Like, they should, they should like literally introduce his brother as a new operator. And, just and it's put like, him on... what, I mean, what would be the castle and fortress or something? Yeah. Or like, like, I don't know, what some, some like infiltrator yeah. type of thing. Like, <laughs> but that, that would be like really interesting. Uh, yeah, like bulletproof cams would be really interesting on attack. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have drones, which is kind of the same thing, but like barbed wire on attack, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess pro- you're already saying this, but prox would be great for just yeah. a flank watch. Uh, and the attackers already have so much claymores and gridlock and stuff like that. Yeah, but like stuff. gridlock, you have to choose that specific operator. Sure. If you're sure. if you're fuse sure. going up to fuse uh, above, like yeah, and you have barbed wire or prox, right. and like even if you have claymore, it's like that's only one side, and like they can usually see it ahead of time. Like prox is much more reliable as a flank watch than. Yeah. And the other stuff. So uh, I'm thinking, what on about on attack? Obviously, um, impacts. I think. You're, well, we just talked about attack. I mean, on defense, frags like, as like a defender. Ha- oh yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, attacking gadgets. Frags as a defender would, I think, be kind of overpowered. Yeah. But I think flashbangs on a defender. Would claymores. Be really interesting. Claymores make sense. Yeah. As that, like, that was weird when attackers yeah. had the claymores. I actually think like, of claymores what? as a defensive gadget. But it makes sense for flank watch. Um, totally. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Pioneer Fungus 34 says found the podcast in the beginning of May and have been listening on my commute and figured I should ask a question so with there being so many operators in the game now what do you think of a rework to the pick and ban system where each team gets three bans one ban on attack and on defense and each team's third ban is a flex ban where they can ban an operator from either side I think this actually does kind of fix the problem with all the utility that's in the game right now yeah and the problem with like Thatcher bans and stuff is like well now you can actually like I mean Thatcher's probably still gonna be bad. But like my point is like you can actually like ban more of these bandits and Kaids or mutes too, like they can all be banned, or like you can really ban like a certain class of operator that you just don't want to deal with and mm-hmm. it kinda you can kinda destroy this utility meta. Yeah. That's happening. So this is this is one I'd be interested to try, but I like this is one where it's like I'm worried it could break the game, but interested and to how try. How long it. would it take to now start a freaking ranked match? Like you already I mean, have the whole like, ban phase, you have to add another ban. I mean, it'd be interesting if like that even because it's like 15 seconds per ban, right? 
Yeah. So it's, it's not that much longer, but like if, even if they happen at the same time and if you ban the same one, then it's just one that gets banned or something. Yeah. That'd be kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Last question. Last question comes from King Crazy. He says, this was a concept shown on an Insta post from Penta. What do you think something like this would be a good addition and would it be fair in terms of balancing? So he, he shows a, um, like a drone camera come up or like an observation tools camera come up the phone yep. but you can still see like your surroundings like it's not like it brings you completely into it you're just looking on the phone right um so ubisoft has specifically talked about this specific thing mm-hmm. and they said that this is impossible from a technological standpoint they actually yep. were on um six on six podcast recently the game design the lead game designer um can't think of his name but anyway jean baptiste guy yeah jean baptiste he was like this is not this is not possible because you're rendering two different screens at the same exact time. And the game, our whole thing has been, we want 60 FPS. And so on console in order to achieve that 60 FPS, you just can't do this. And we're not willing to, to take performance for something that we want in the game. Although like I, like as a, if I was playing on console, I would not mind dropping to 30 FPS when I was on it. When you're on a drone, when I'm on a drone, like I'm not, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess guess there is like the evil eye, and the yokai of it right that's a little bit different or like a twitch drone yeah. or something where like then maybe it matters a little bit more but like i i wouldn't mind dropping to uh 30 fps to to render that to deal with that but still that's that's why and they will never do it so that's yeah i think it's a cool idea siege 2 siege 2 yeah but siege 2 it will not happen all right. Well, thank you all for your listener questions. Please continue to send in more. We love hearing your guys' thoughts and, and kind of the the jumping off points you guys give us for interesting discussions. So thank you to the community for helping to make our show better. You guys are freaking awesome. We love you guys. Uh, if you want to hang out with us more during the time between podcasts, come hang out with us on Twitch. I'm Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. I am just hello with three O's. We stream, we stream Siege every Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. And then usually we'll do like like a Sunday Random night or a Friday, Friday night, night, like something throughout the week. Almost always we're streaming something on Friday night siege or, or otherwise, but fall guys. Yeah. So come fall guys is a good time. People are cheating in fall guys now, which Ridiculous. is so stupid. Anyway, come stream. join us. It's a really good time. Um, also tonight, Monday, the day of this episode releasing, we are joining the hard stuck podcast. They stream it live on Twitch. We'll be starting around, I think it's like eight mountain time. Yeah. So that's seven Pacific, 10 Eastern. Come join us. Uh, you can also hear that a couple of days later on their podcast feed if you missed it. So yep. uh, search hard stuck and you can find that. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at R6 Unreal. And hey, go leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, I was thinking we should start sharing some of our reviews. Just like... Pro censorship commie ones? Yeah, just to, <laughs> just to thank people. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um, we're yeah, plats now. We are we're plat. We're plat. So that's the a thing. We are plat in the game. So you can come watch plat players play now. It's you can watch plat players. Definitely worth the. Uh, it's worth the watch. Following us on Twitch. I really, I really do think in ranked siege, even like let's say there's one or two people you play with consistently. Mm-hmm. If you just make strats that work for your one person that you play with consistently, that yeah. you guys can actually do something all the time. Yeah. You can be really, really good. Yeah. Because the problem with solo queuing, or even just in general, like queuing with like a five stack that you haven't queued with before, like right. It's just chickens with their heads cut off. Yeah, and you don't know what you're doing. But if like Ryan and I have a lot of different strats in certain sites, to Chankira strats, just yeah. certain like with the garage hold on bank basement and right. the small bakery and white hall hold on um cafe first floor, like there's strats that we do together all the time where like our squad is really good at opening the cash wall and um clubhouse with the capital outside. 
and burning the bandit off from tricking like yep. there's just that you can do with two people and you just figure out strats with your small group and then you can really win a lot of games yeah just just having some cohesion goes such a long way and even just like if you are like queuing with one person and ranked or whatever like just make sure you're playing together on the same yeah. side like yeah even just that small of a thing of just having somebody that's like watching the red angle with you or like can watch your flank while you're doing something or whatever yeah. like that that just makes a huge huge difference yep so there's our random pro tip yeah. at <laughs> the end of the episode so that's that's what we like about siege what we dislike about siege and blah, 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 blah. thanks for listening guys we'll see you next episode just goodbye